Hi. Are we live? All right. Hi, everybody. We have a great show today. I can, I'm not going to say great because it hasn't happened yet. I could uh, just start spiraling. I have in the past. If there's any audio issues or, um, you know, a change of weather, there's a chance that I'm going to freak out. <laughs> no, but seriously, uh, yesterday we started talking a little bit about Darwin and I was just winging it and I, I couldn't come up with a reference and a, a few people commented on yesterday's stream with uh, some great excerpts and uh, it sent me down a rabbit hole. I was up researching this till the wee hours of the morning and, um, and I was working on the song uh, Winter by Vivaldi for the, uh, some, one of the bears had a birthday yesterday. Can't remember who it might've been AI bear, but it, it, this is a very complicated song and I've never heard it uh, played on the piano. It's a violin song, but I did give it some work. So here's what I got so far for your birthday. So this is, bear in mind, this is all violin. And this is just the very beginning, and I'm not playing it the way it should be played. But this is... I don't even, I don't really, I'm very, it's very new. part should be played about five times as fast but it's I'll get it Darwin was a hero. He woke humanity up to its idiocy. Uh, I mean, we'll see about that. Uh, real quick, hugepianist.com. Uh, tweet this out if you can. I've been kicked off Twitter again. I'm kicked off Facebook. Uh, I have an Instagram and my own website and uh, a bike that is now here. I finally have a bike and it will not be stolen. So uh, if you can, tweet this out. Let the people know we're live. Uh, hugepianist.com for tickets to my tour, which will be Dallas. I will be able to do, uh, uh, another couple days with Crowder in mid September. So Dallas, San Antonio, Austin, Houston, Atlanta, uh, West Palm beach. So get tickets now they're, they're going. And our final shipment of, uh, Steins is going out today. Amy's doing that right now. Uh, real quick. So. Someone commented to me, this is a great, uh, because I was up all night researching education, because Darwin is very, very pivotal in education and population control, way, way more than the theory of evolution. I'm not even going to talk about the theory of evolution today. It's, it's the least interesting part of Darwin. Uh, tales of incest and power and eugenics and family manipulation and lies and the Anglican church and, oh, it's so rich. But uh, someone commented uh, on an Instagram post that Eric Weinstein was on a podcast and he was complimentary of me and very critical of me. And it's a perfect 
opportunity for me to explain why I'll come at people and why I won't. I will not come at anyone for being critical of me. I, I'm sure it's fine. I, I, I trust that Eric is a rational person and I like Eric. I think he's a good dude. And so, um, sometimes you'll see me just come at people hard and I want to explain the difference for all you, uh, youths out there trying to figure out how your record will be pressed. I come at slander. Uh, I don't come at criticism. Someone could say that I am, you know, not funny or, uh, uh, mean or wrong or whatever. You can criticize me any way you want. Just don't say I'm like a racist or racist, bigot, homophobe, white supremacist, any of that stuff. I'll come at you hard if you do that, you know, unless you're just like, unless you're just so low and petty, it's, it's just not worth my time. But, um, that's the whole reason I was coming at those dudes last week. It, it isn't criticism. Of course not. I welcome that. I, that helps me. It helps sharpen my, uh, my sword edge. And you've seen me criticize the intellectual dark web in the past, calling it gay. And I'll tell you why I call it gay. It, it's very related, and it's a good launching point to this uh, episode, is one of the ways people are controlled is through language. And the thing I... I didn't like about the intellectual dark web is its clicky nature. And I'm from a social economic class that says gay. It, it's, it meant happy longer than it ever meant a pejorative for homosexual. And it also um, means lame. The way we used it always was lame. So uh, I would say intellectual dark web is gay and people would spiral. And I'd be like, they're like, oh, homophobia. It's like, no, no, there's a, there's a method to my madness because the intellectual elites and the power elites in America use language as a um, tool to control, right? So you, you hear speech patterns and there's like um, iambic pentameter and hexameter and septameter and all these like rhythms and, and word uses. I remember the first time I met Colin Hanks, something stood out to me. And by the way, he's a very cool guy. I like to give uh, props in Hollywood where someone isn't a disgusting animal. He's a good dude. But he said, where did you study? My social class says, where did you go to college? You'll, you'll pick up on little things like that constantly. So I have an ear for music. I have an ear for words. I have an ear for rhythm and pattern recognition. I'm like a sponge for seeing patterns, right? So I can see the jazz in words. And so when, um, when I see word manipulation used as control, that's when I make sure I use those words because growing up, you would say the football players are gay. The football team's acting gay. Uh, the Dungeons and Dragons kids are real gay when they get together. It, it meant clicky. And I'm not going to let another group of people change my language. That's just the bottom line. And I have faced, I'm not exaggerating when I use the word persecution for this belief. And so this is a great launching pad for, um, what we're going to talk about today, because it's the history of population control in America, and it starts with Darwin, it starts with his parents, his first cousin wife, his 10 incestual children, uh, his uh, eugenicist cousin. Uh, it, it's fascinating, man. And here's a quick, uh, little quick insight into why I always am critical of people that want to come at the Jews. <laughs> and don't get me wrong, there are small cabals of uh, Jews that do some pretty bad stuff. CNN. Uh, the banking industry in certain ways. Uh, the Federal Reserve. <coughs> but 
If you want to look at power elite groups, the Jews are one of many, and I think it's almost a uh, scapegoat uh, by actual power elites sometimes. Like the Quakers, there's only 100,000 Quakers in America, and they've had two presidents. Skull and Bones, you had John Kerry running against George W. Bush, and they were frat brothers in the same Skull and Bones Foundation. You know, you have the Anglican Church. You have these like little pockets of power. You have the the Scottish atheist uh, um, Andrew Carnegie and and Rockefeller. I mean Rockefeller's dad was a, I think he was a, literally a snake oil salesman. I'm not exaggerating, but um, the power elites want you to think it's just the Jews. That's why I do that. Uh, it's it's a joke, but it's also not the Illuminamish. The Quakers. There's 100,000 total Quakers. They've had two presidents out of 45. I mean, do the math, man. Uh, you know, that's insanity. And you got like the McCains and all these people. They're all part of the same club. That's why when you get in a certain level of elite, right and left doesn't matter. That's why when I hate the left, it's, it's leftism. It's uh, collectivism. It's uh, a centralized, forceful power structure. And... I always reference Eric and Brett Weinstein as uh, members of, quote unquote, the left that are good people and rational for debate because their views of regulation and stuff like that are based on, you know, a future projection of a thousand years based on some algorithmic thing that I don't fully understand. And they're doing their own thing. They have arguments that aren't um, just... Where is your compassion? Why won't you just... Because when, when you look at incentives, and I'm about to start talking about Adam Smith too. Adam Smith is one of the most compassionate people who's ever lived, in my opinion. But um, and as far as social ordering, uh, I find socialism horrifying. But if there's people that I like to... Uh, that I respect enough to hear their, their arguments and know that they're as smart or not significantly smarter than me, it would be Brett and Eric Weinstein. So uh, just wanted to start with that as a great example of, I, I didn't listen to what he said about me, but I'm sure it's fine. And he can be critical all he wants. There's absolutely nothing wrong with criticizing me. I do not take offense to it. Um, I enjoy, I welcome it because maybe you see something I don't. It's, it's slander that I come at. And if you think that I came... I slandered Eric or the intellectual dark web by calling it gay. No, we all know what gay means. It meant clicky. It meant, you know, the football team is gay. The Dungeons and Dragons kids are acting gay. You have a little clubhouse that you don't let me in. You guys are gay. Uh, that's all it meant. And, and, it's, and it's a firm commitment to my uh, social economic class and way of speaking. And I won't let it be just manipulated. You know, I, I used to do a bit about that, about how there's a, a class of people in America that I was part of, uh, still am, where we don't have the time to read Huffington Post every day to understand what new word isn't okay to use. And what we're doing now with genders was done by with races back in Charles Darwin's day. Okay, so let's just get into Darwin. And uh, feel free to super chat me. You can paypal.me slash feed the bear if you want to throw the bear some honey, but I can't Guarantee I will get to the um, the messages because as I'm selling tickets, my PayPal is pretty much inundated with that. On a typical day, the PayPal is uh, messages that you guys send me with with tips, and I greatly appreciate it. it keeps the keeps the party going, you know. Pays for the, our last uh, meta, uh, our last birth. 
So, um, all right. I hope that was a, a good opening for you guys to be excited. Okay, like, oh, like perfect example, Andrew Carnegie. This is this is one thing that the elites will do that uh, that I don't think people understand, and that's why I'm fascinated with education, and that's why I'm homeschooling my kids. Is uh, is Andrew Carnegie became a billionaire? You know, Rockefeller in today's money would be worth pushing a trillion dollars, and they then would get into uh, quote unquote philanthropy, but it wasn't not especially not Carnegie. Carnegie would give a free organ to, to all the churches and all the um, schools. And who wouldn't want a free organ, right? He was an atheist, by the way. He does, didn't believe in God. So it's not that he's all about churches. He was about influence. So the Carnegie libraries, all the libraries, that was the control of information back then. There was no internet. That was Twitter, Facebook, YouTube. You know, it was libraries. So when you had someone willing to give for the people... Uh, the libraries, they were um, monitoring the flow of information. And here's a conspiracy theory that, it, you know, that there are conspiracies in this world. So the, even the phrase conspiracy theory is, is kind of, it almost undermines what you're about to say. But hemp paper lasted way longer. Like hemp paper was way better than wood pulp. And I have a theory that they went from hemp to wood because wood doesn't last. And so it's almost like uh, the original shadow ban was watching wood pulp paper books just fall apart in your hands. I did a lot of this research through John Taylor Gatto, which is a absolute hero of mine. I've listened to um, probably 50 hours of him talking. I've read two of his books. Well, one cover to cover and then another one I've, I'm thumbing. But someone sent me... Uh, Three years ago on my podcast, when I just, why didn't they laugh, which you can still get the audio of, by the way, but before I did live streaming or any of that stuff, um, someone had me read The Dumbing Down of America by John Taylor Gatto, and this dude was uh, New York City Teacher of the Year, New York State Teacher of the Year, and then just disappears, because he was breaking social classes. He was doing the unthinkable, which was um, saying that the Duke's son and the street sweeper's son have the same potential which is a quote from Adam Smith in um, Wealth of Nations. And in 1809, Adam Smith's publisher, uh, his, his name's ironic. I wrote it down because it's so hilariously ironic. His name was Playfair. He didn't play fair. But his publisher in 1809, you know, Wealth of Nations was such a giant book, he took him to task over that phrase and said that, no, you have to separate people. And uh, Adam Smith and the free market economy freed the street sweeper's son. And in a lot of ways, I'm the street sweeper's son. My father was a professor, but we were very poor and not uh, high on the social ladder at all. And I stayed home mom and we, uh, my parents combined income until I was in middle school was 17,000 a year. So I'm the street sweeper's son. It's just a street sweeper that was very literate and motivated me to, uh, you know, learn piano and read and stuff, which is, uh, I guess what privilege actually is, not skin tone, but uh, that was freeing. And Darwin and Spinoza and all these guys. So let's just start in the beginning. I'm, I'm kind of jumping all over the place, but I'm just very excited about this stuff. So yeah, Rockefeller and Carnegie started teachers' pensions and they started the influence, right? And so these people truly believe that 95% of the population need to be subdued and they're a threat to the elite. This is very, very real. This is not a conspiracy theory. This is real. The, the, 
the Prussian PhD, uh, the only place to get a PhD in the world uh, was the Prussian model starting in the 1800s. I'll get actual details in a second here for you, but I just want to give an overview. And they believed in this type of thought eugenic, actual eugenic, uh, human division stuff. And so right now, every single president of every major college and university in America, except for Cornell, for some reason, has a Prussian style PhD And this. And so the influence that these ideas have had on the population, you can't even describe. And that and school for these people was to create factory workers, soldiers, and sheep. And that's not an exaggeration. And I've heard a lot of people on chats and in messages and stuff, and especially it's building now because of the resentment towards the media, which is heavily Jewish controlled. Uh, you know, the media is bringing up actual anti-Semitism in the world again, like scary amounts. And you can't really blame them, to be honest with you, because the media is becoming such a toxic, disgusting, horrible uh, method of mind control. And it's being so revealed now. And it's so run by Jews that it's easy for people to start to hate Jews. But in reality, the elites are not Jews. There's, a, there's, some, there's elites in media and elites in banking that are Jews. But the real deal, I mean, we're talking about old, old like, you know, the people who, own, who, who got the loans from the Rothschilds. You know what I'm saying? And they're not evil. I mean, they are. In my opinion, they are. But it's all, it's, all, uh, it's all incentives and stuff. Like, they're trying to keep their corner of the world. And most of them are incest victims. All right. I'm all over the map. But so they, they used these, these ways of controlling the population so that no one would, would rise above. The reason the founding fathers in America are so special is their education. If you go back, I noticed this um, as, I, as, as someone in school or something was like, and how unlikely is it that, that Bill Gates didn't even go to college? And then more and more started happening where they're like, and... Steve Jobs didn't even go to college. And then they're like, Warren Buffett, or I don't even know if he went to college, but um, who's that? Uh, Richard, the guy who started Virgin. Uh, Richard Branson didn't even go to, yeah, none of them go to college because college doesn't make you uh, elite. You know, college doesn't uh, train your brain to become a maverick. Like uh, Ben Franklin, Thomas Jefferson, George Washington, none of them went to college. They all had, uh, uh, they had some tutors, but they had a very independent um, childhood that had to do with learning how to learn, not just reciting random facts. The, the, the head of the Human Genome Project never went to school at all. He uh, was from a sheep farm in rural Virginia, I think, uh, just just. And, and John Taylor Gatto, who I got a lot of this information from, started understanding that. And he would see black kids from Harlem and he would see Upper West Side, Upper East Side elite kids. And he would give them both these tools and he would watch the black Harlem kids rise, you know, because what he would do is if, let, let's say, a black, there's this one example and he would, he's so amazing, man. He had a stroke, so it sounds like he's hammered all the time. He's like, eh, eh. but. His brain is so sharp. He'll reference their names. You know, like he, 
Like he couldn't remember Will Durant. And then he remembered his wife, all the books they read, all the publishers where all their kids went to college. The dude's a, a savant. But he would, he would be like, Jamal Robinson. He's like, he's referencing kids he taught 40 years ago. And one of them just like really liked uh, drawing, doodling and drawing cartoons. So, so Gatto would be like, why are you learning about math? You don't care about math. Learn about cartoonists. Learn about the trade. Like draw, draw me a boat. Draw. And the guy became just wildly successful in cartoons. Some girl like really wanted to be a swimmer. And so uh, he had her go to all these different pools and like uh, measure the temperature and the depth and all this stuff. Just anything that, that they cared about. Because when you care about something, you learn everything through that one thing. I start with piano. That's how I learned, learned math, fractions. Um, uh, it's how I learned history. It's how I, I, I got into certain religious thought is through piano, through Bach. You know, you don't know, like the well-tempered clavier is one way to understand um, math and God and everything. And so he was creating these, these super kids that could compete against the elites. And so what they do, they fired him. They said that he was doing child abuse because all his kids were starting to beat the elite kids. That's where, because I know there is genetic components to IQ, but I think that is uh, overblown in a lot of ways. I think that there are tools that you can give people that, that blow people's minds. And there's elites that are in control that do not want the street sweeper son to compete with the Duke's son. And George W. Bush, for example, isn't a bright guy, but he had the tools to become a very successful leader and power elite in America, where his software, his, his processor speed, whoever's listening to this right now, whether it's audio or you're watching the live stream, your brain competes with George W. Bush's and very likely uh, is better. And that's not, I'm not knocking, I'm not talking remotely about politics today or anything like that. I just, he doesn't seem to have a high IQ, but yet with his training, with his background, um, he knew how to handle the masses of people. So, so Carnegie, Rockefeller, they, they hit where real population control is. And that's li that's information, that's libraries, and that is um, teachers. So they would, they paid the pensions. They started the pension plans. They started the morphine drip. They started the approval-seeking behavior from people that are in control of information. So let's talk about um, Darwin. Darwin was a trained Anglican minister, and, and the Anglican church was started just because Henry VIII wanted a divorce and the Pope wouldn't grant him the divorce. So, uh, oh, and if you want to be smart like me, because sometimes people will say stuff to me like, uh, how do you know all this stuff? I get that a lot. How do you know all this shit? Know the story, know the why, know the factors involved, know the human nature involved, and then the details just fall into place. I have no memory if I learn the way that a lot of you guys learn or have been taught how to learn. Like, I, where I live, I still have to check the map like 80 times to get to Target because I don't understand the pattern of the roads. I don't understand the story of the roads. I don't understand the meaning of the roads. I just go, okay, I go right here, okay. So it's not that I'm so smart. It's that I understand how to learn. And then once you have the story, it all just starts unfolding. So you have Henry VIII. And then, you, and then when you know the stories behind um, 
you know, Catherine of Aragon, is that one of his wives? Uh, you just start remembering that he would kill some of his wives and cheat on some of his wives. And he became this 400-pound um, diabetic, rotten-legged animal, just lustful monster. And the Pope wouldn't grant him a, 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 um, a divorce, so he, he made England not Catholic anymore. He changed the whole church so that he could get a divorce. So that was the, the root, that was the base of the Anglican Church, the Church of England, was just to give Henry VIII the power to get a divorce. So that's not a very divine origin. And a lot of Anglicans are atheists. It has nothing to do with God. It's committees. It's, it's similar to communism in a lot of ways because Soviet simply means committee. And, um, and so Darlin was a trained Anglican minister. And if you know anything about the Anglican Church, there's something called the, uh, the Book of Common Prayer. And there was um, the Homily of Obedience. And so basically, the, the Anglican Church and, the, and the, the, the Book of Common Prayer um, said that there's an infinite amount of categories in, in, the, in nature, and that the worst thing you could do is leave your category. See how this is all like the beginnings of, of his whole theory of evolution? It all comes from the Anglican Church of Social Control. So he would say it was all about categorizing, and his uh, cousin, is it Malthus? I'm getting a little... Turned around here. Uh, was it Malthus? No. Where's my notes? Where are my notes? Uh, what's that guy's name? I wrote it down on my phone. Where's my phone? Sometimes I feel like uh, that detective. It's like, just one more question. I don't have my phone on me, I don't think. My condo was on the market for like a day. Because uh, we had to get tenants. And so we, we got a tenant to rent it in L.A. And so we took it off the market. And now I'm getting literally 100 calls every five minutes from real estate agents being like, listen, I can sell that thing for an ungodly amount of money. And I'm like, I've had the same agent for years. I'm a very loyal dude unless someone looks like a human thumb and, and, and crosses me. Then I'll, I'll torch you in front of thousands of people. Uh, but I already got my guy. Right, he's gay Brazilian. He's one of the best uh, real estate agents in LA. Like literally one of the top in the world, I would say. Like he's slinging $30 million properties and then and my condo for rent. So gay Brazilian, legend. Oh, Thomas Malthus. All right. Oh, by the way, Brazilians all about freedoms. Second Amendment, yeah. They took away the guns in Brazil, and uh, yeah, murder rate skyrocketed. So that, that's a good time. So Thomas Malthus is uh, one of uh, Charles Darwin's uh, cousins. He said there was 57 races, and Darwin also believes this, and the Irish are the bottom. And this is uh, John Taylor Gatto was talking about how he, he, he appreciates it, that they thought the Irish were below the blacks and everybody. Because it, it almost adds a comical twist when he's teaching this at colleges or he's giving lectures because almost every white person in America is related to Irish people. They just, they did so much banging and so much just drinking and pounding. And they came over in droves to the point where uh, we're all Irish in America. Everybody is a little bit Irish. Even like Eric Nimmer is probably half Irish, you know. Even though even our blacks are Irish, the Irish were always just jumping fences and chasing rainbows and punching people and getting hammered and just pounding. And uh, and so, what was I talking about? Give me one second. 
as I casually block someone for life. All right, hang on, I gotta scroll down here. Hide user on this channel for life. All right. Uh, what was I talking about? Oh, the Irish. Yes. Yeah, so they were categorizing human beings the same way that the Anglicans would categorize everything for obedience. And uh, Charles Darwin was from one of the richest families in all of Europe. It was Wedgwood Pottery. His father was just as rich as a human being can get. And um, all right. This is when I'll just add some some funny stuff real quick before we get back into the heavy stuff. Here's an article. This is at uh, Scientific American. Charles Darwin's family tree tangled with inbreeding and early death. This is why Charles Darwin was an idiot, by the way. Charles Darwin's study of heredity and adaptation and evolution, including many experiments into the effects of crossbreeding and inbreeding in both plants and animals. Okay. Uh, ironically, his own lineage and marriage could have been experiment uh could have been an experiment as well at the age of 29 he proposed to his first cousin emma wedgwood the daughter of his mother's brother yeah i know what a first cousin is bud darwin uh realized the dangers of inbreeding and wondered if his close genetic relation to his wife had an ill impact on his 10 children three of 10 uh died before the age of 11 and in a letter to his friend, Darwin noted his concern for his children, writing that they are not very robust. Okay, so that is the founder of evolution. The theory of evolution comes from a guy who had 10 children with his first cousin, three of which died and the rest were, quote unquote, not very robust. Ruth Darwin, uh, this is just funny. His granddaughter... She was appointed the board of control. This is, this makes Orwell look like twilight. It, it's, I, I didn't even realize that, that our history was so, when people say, listen, I'm supportive of, of president Trump. I'm supportive of the concept of make America great again. But I also understand when people are like, when exactly was America great? Because America is great. It's always been one of, if not three, the greatest nation that's ever existed and ever will exist. And I'm not saying that because I'm American. It's just, you know, objectively kind of a fact. But when you look back at what kind of things they were doing back then, in 1929, with money from her estate of her father, who died in uh, 28, she founded the Darwin Tw Trust to foster research into uh, mental disease. This is why I'm, I'm always very skeptical when people talk about mental illness. Because I, I'm mentally ill, if you if, if viewed by uh, several common lenses, it's also called being very creative or uh, very passionate or unique or free. All right. In 1932, she was appointed to the Brock Committee um, and that produced the Brock Report that called for the forced sterilization of mental defectives. She was awarded the CBE. In 1938, these people were influencing Hitler, by the way, strongly. They were close with Hitler. Uh, she was known for her uh, advocacy of eugenics, which is the forced sterilization of uh, people. And then his, uh, uh, bear in mind, he had 10 incest kids, 10. She's the product of incest. She's the product of, of inbreeding. And she has horrible genetic stock, horrible. 
Like it doesn't get worse. Like uh, uh, pharaohs in Egypt would, would would look at the Darwin family and be like, "Yikes!" And we think we're cats. Uh, which one is this? Erasmus L.V. Darwin. This is Darwin's brother. Uh, yeah, he was like banging Darwin's wife. He was very sickly. He retired at 25, couldn't leave his room. Uh, Darwin Wedgwood family. There's there's another one I want to read to you guys. It's pretty hilarious. Uh, natural selection. Married to, these are just disgusting people. All right, Francis Galton is uh, one of Darwin's first cousins. Anthropologist, eugenicist, tropical explorer, geographer, inventor, meteorologist, proto-geneticist, and psychometrician. He was knighted in 1909. Galton produced over 340 pages of books. Um, he was the creator of the concept of the correlation and widely promoted regression to the mean. He was the first to apply statistical methods to the study of human differences and inheritance of intelligence. His parents were related, by the way, but he was very, very smart. I'm not knocking that. He was widely known as the smartest person in the world at the time. Um, as an investigator of the human mind, he founded psychometrics, the science of measuring mental facilities or faculties. Sorry, I'm also apparently an incest victim. And differential psychology, uh, lexical hypothesis. He devised a method for classifying fingerprints. Oh, he's founder of a lot of forensic science. He also conducted research in the power of prayer, concluding it had none. It had none by its null effects on the longevity of those prayed for. Hmm. His quest for the scientific principles of diversity. Ah, this is not probably not that exciting for you guys, but hang on. As the init initiator of scientific meter, he devised the first weather map. Oh, he's really into weather maps. Oh, he was Charles Darwin's half cousin. All right, some some brother or sister must have had sex with somebody. Um. All right. I'm going to check my notes because my notes are more exciting than me just reading Wikipedia because Wikipedia won't tell you shit. Wikipedia will give you the broad outlines. Like they'll be like, he, he was the founder of modern forensic. He was also eugenicist. <clears throat> he was a, a, a traveler and a meteorologist and a playwright. And he, he wanted to sterilize all black people. All right. So this guy who was a major influence, uh, influenced Darwin in certain ways, and, and Darwin influenced him. He was born in uh, 1822. Darwin died in 1870-something. But So he believed in forced sterilization of um, mentally deficient people. Charles, Charles Darwin had 10 kids with his first cousin. So this is the roots of a lot of, when you see, um, especially in America, and I know in Europe, and I know in other places, uh, rules for thee, not for me. This is why I, I fight the uh, creation of the priest class that's happening right now with the leftist SJWs. They want statuses that they that w they want to be able to, you know, uh, James Gunn wants to be able to joke about being a pedophile, dress like a pedophile, uh, have his his girlfriends dress up like little kids and take f funny pedophile pictures, and still direct children's movies. Whereas I can't do a joke about a black guy stealing my bike without being excommunicated from the comedy community. That's a class issue. I'm of low class. I'm of low standing. I'm very, very, very talented. And so I'm going to fight and claw and beat these people. I, I've developed wealth, not extreme wealth. I mean, I'm not a pottery tycoon from 1805, but um, that's, you see this, how this all plays out. Thomas Malthus, um, 
he he uh he saw population growth as being inevitable whenever conditions improved, thereby precluding real progress towards a utopian society. "Quote unquote: the power of population is indefinitely greater, uh, indefinitely greater than the power of the earth to produce subsistence for man." By the way, these guys are all wrong. Uh, this guy said that that population growth was geometrical and uh, food abundance was arithmetic. I think that's how he put it, which is linear versus exponential. Uh, not true. They couldn't possibly imagine how productive we became through uh, scientific advancements in farming. You know, they, they couldn't imagine. Like now we, I just went to get uh, kale for Amy. She's sauteing for lunch for our family. It's so great to have an extended family here. We have, you know, her mom will stay the night. Uh, her aunts and uncles come over. Grandparents come over. Um, help fix my lawnmower, help watch the baby. It's, it's literally my dream. I, I'm literally living my dream right now. And uh, God bless my parents, and my, but they are so Germanically cold when it comes to that stuff that it's just a cultural difference that I'm so glad Walter is around that and not my mom who would be like, my mom is one of my favorite people on the planet. I do interviews with her all the time. She's a brilliant, wonderful person, but... You know, it's like, mom, should I come home for Christmas? It's like, come in April. It's cheaper. We can get a tree. You know, that cold Wisconsin, her dad almost starved to death in the Great Depression. Um, you know, lead miner. That whole like, you have a pair of pants. Why would you possibly want another pair of pants? They cost a nickel. If you pay a dime, you're an idiot. That's my mom. So I'm glad that we have this warmth here because Amy's family's so warm. That's why I told her mom yesterday, I said, uh, last night we had our neighbors over for dinner too. Great human beings. And I said, uh, I was like, Carol, I'm so lucky. I'm like, a lot of people have horrible in-laws, you know? And I'm like, I have great in-laws. And she was like, oh, makes me want to give you a dollar. She's a nurse. And she was joking, but I kind of wanted the dollar. She never gave me the dollar. All right. So what do we got here? So Malthus said that 95% of the population is a threat to the rest and they need to be rendered harmless. They started the Better Families competition. See, this is another thing about the Make America Great Again, which has an Achilles heel to it. And I, 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 I read so many of our, my YouTube comments that I have, I, I've developed such a confidence in this audience that if you're critical, you're rational and you're smart and you bring a lot to the table. So that's why I can say things that go against my politics without fear of my enemies and our enemies being like, see, I told you Trump's Hitler. Like, we can just talk. We don't have to always be on defense. And uh, the time when America was great, greater, is simply the idea of the meritocracy. It's the from many come one, beautiful, conservative roots of America that we want to get back to. That I'm all for that. But they had the Better Families competition where they would literally you know, dress up their daughters like, like prize pigs to get like the best genetic match, you know, cause this guy, uh, what was his name? It wasn't Malthus. Was it Malthus? Golton, Francis Golton. He was called the smartest man alive in the, in the early fifties. He wasn't alive anymore, but it was commonly thought of that he was this brilliant guy and he would have these women paraded around as potential wives. And don't get me wrong, in a, in a truly agrarian society, I can understand that. I'm all about marriage. I'm all about monogamy. I'm all about 
women wanting really nice, productive, good-hearted men over someone with abs in a welfare state. Like, I'm all for that. But, you know, the Better Families competition where you dress up your, your daughters like prize pigs is not greatness, in my opinion. And then Wilhelm Wut was a behavioral psychologist, uh, only PhD to come out of Prussia. He created all the, the, the PhD programs. So I've seen that in my own father. My father is a brilliant man, and he has his PhD from Northwestern. But he, he's taken the knee, the, 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 the devil's knee that I refuse to take. And it's because of tenure. It's because of the university system is very, very corrupt. And it all goes back to the damn Prussians. See, this is where if you really go deep into history, it's not just this Jewish conspiracy. The Jews are up to something, but not the big something. And the Prussians... Uh, did some real problems, Wilhelm Wut and, um, and one of these Cornell professors, uh, John Terragato asked him like, why don't you teach about all this stuff? And he just said with a joke and a smile, but with absolute truth, it's not a good way to get tenure. And this is the irony of tenure tenure. Like right now, George is a very reliable, affectionate, good dog. And he's got, he's protective. He's a great dog, but I don't trust him off a leash right now because he's an explorer. He's a great Pyrenees. They got wanderlust and there is an unfixed, uh, Doberman right down the street. This girl that I know George with his big balls wants to fuck. And so I don't let him off the leash. I will only let him off the leash when I know he won't go down there. And that's tenure tenure. They give tenure to professors where basically they can't be fired, but they only do it once they realize they've been neutered. And that's the irony. And I saw that with my dad when I had a, uh, a publishing deal. And I know sometimes I, I'll say similar stories over and over again. And it sounds like I'm almost obsessed with it, like me getting kicked off Twitter or this publishing deal I'm about to talk about. It's because these are all separate episodes and a lot of people stumble upon these episodes. So I have to like tell the story. And sometimes it's repetitive. It's not because I'm obsessed with this publishing deal. I think the entire publishing world is disappearing. This podcast will get more listens than the current New York Times bestseller, fifth bestseller. So that whole world is, is rotting. So it's not, I'm not like, I, I, I don't miss that. So I have a deal with a publisher. They give me 60,000 bucks. I had to give it back, by the way. And you guys saw that, that struggle. That was not fun, by the way. That was not a good time to give back uh, a chunk of money because I wouldn't keep my big old mouth shut. But it's, uh, uh, Norton is one of the most elite publishers you can have. They published Guns, Germs, and Steel, all Jared Diamond's books. They published uh, uh, all Michael Lewis's books You know uh, that have been turned into movies like uh, Moneyball and all that stuff. They are seen as the elite of the... Uh, liberal publishing world and to even get published by them is insane but to have them give you 60 grand up front for a one sentence idea uh the good fight unheard of for someone of my caliber but i'm interesting and so as we're writing it this the editor was great i still like him a lot it wasn't his call and and i understand they were put in a position with uh with me and and me going completely rogue but um we're writing chapters. He's loving it. His female assistant, who's a millennial, says that it's one of her favorite things she's read, which was the big question amongst a lot of these people would be, do, would I have a female audience? You know, I'm so male. It's like, well, are women going to read it? Don't women only read nonsense? 
No, women, oddly, are incredibly smart people, and they like good. You know, Adam Sandler and I had that uh, conversation once about the movie Fifty First Dates. Fifty First Dates is genuinely funny, and and, uh, executive heads would be like, are these jokes too good for a female movie? And, And Sandler was like, women like comedy just as much as men. Same with House Bunny. I was in that movie. Funny. It's a chick flick, but funny. Because women in groups can be horrors. But as individuals, love good. I have no idea what I'm talking about. Oh, yeah, yeah. So his assistant would read it and be like, this is it. This Because I would say some tough truths. You know, I do like, uh, like that joke I do about the, uh, I'm going to Wendy's. Who is Wendy? You know, and then the voice in the and the 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 male voice. You know, hey baby, how was your day? How was my day? That means you didn't even check my Twitter. I said, oh, I'm kicked off Twitter, baby. I want to have sex with you. That's all you want to do is have sex with me. Why don't you ask me about my day? Yeah, I don't want to have sex with you. I I just said that. Oh, so you don't want to fuck me anymore? What's wrong with me? No, no, no. I just said that. I I do, and I just said it because. Oh, so you lied. What the fuck out? You know that shit. A lot of men don't realize how funny women find that. Because they're like, oh, no, don't say the truth around women. They're going to get mad. Women are set free by the truth just like men are. They laugh. Women like that joke as much, if not more, than men because it's so fucking true. And so this book is flourishing. We're chapter after chapter. It's, it's, you know, it's, it's, it's uh, laid out by dates, first date, 15th date. It's all about me and Amy's uh, relationship and all the shit that we got through to get to the Walter's birth. You know, I, I, I did a picture of Walter when he was first born and it just talked about, you know, all the things that all the, the, the times when we almost, me and Amy almost called it quits. And I thank God that we made it through and it got like 80,000 shares on Facebook without any advertising. And my, um, my literary agent and my uh, publisher were like, this is the book. This is what people want to see. They want to see that you can fight for that baby, for that image, for that moment that you had in this darkness, you know? And, uh, and so my politics made them be like, yo, you can't, you literally can't post these things. You can't keep posting anti-socialism things. You can't call Lena Dunham a cunt. The reason I call Lena Dunham a cunt is when she would say, I wish I had an abortion. And I would be like, what a dumb cunt. I don't need to say cunt. I could say, what an idiot, what a stupid person, what an evil person. I like triggering people with words because I like to show the world that people are more offended by a word than by killing a baby. That's, that's my point. And there's, and if you have a level of intelligence to see that it's profound. And if you don't, I just look like a a maniac. You know, I'm like, Lena Dunham's a stupid cunt. And people will be like, why would you say that? I'm like the articles about how she wishes she had killed a baby. Why are you focusing on a word and not, and not the art, not what I'm talking about. You know, if a woman's being raped and she calls her rapist a nigger, what are you offended by, the rape or the word? And then Twitter proved the horror that it's the word. And then I said, what if the girl's black? Does that change anything? What if the attacker's white? What if it's an A at the end and not an ER? What if it's only a molestation? What if it's only, uh, over, what if it's a grope? What if penetration? What if uh, gang rape? Like, no, the act is always worse than the word. If a woman's being raped, she can say and do it. She can kill the man, in my opinion. She can cut his dick off with a rusty spoon. A rapist deserves to be put in a shallow grave right next to the pedophiles. Who cares what word she says, what guttural noise she makes as they're trying to take her freedom from her and take the most valuable thing 
uh, uh, a woman has, which is reproduction. And that's not demeaning to women. The most powerful, the most important thing a man has is amb- his drive, his ambition to provide for the woman and the baby. We're donkeys. They're, you know, Amazon Prime. It's, it's fine. That's not dehumanizing. In fact, that, that sets you free. That sets your personality free when you know your role in life. My role in life is to get my wife pregnant, to then protect my wife, to feed my wife, to protect my children, feed my children, allow my children to make mistakes, to learn, to grow, and then I die. And I've never been happier. Because, because I know my role, I can then learn about Spinoza and learn a new song on the piano and start a garden. It's so freeing to know why you're on the planet. And some people aren't here to have children. I've said insensitive things. You know, oh, one thing I wanted to apologize for is yesterday I, I was uh, condemning DMT as like stupid and all that. And then uh, from a few solid comments, I was like, oh yeah, I drink alcohol, I drink caffeine. I love GNC powders that are vasodilators. I use substances. So it's hypocritical for me to put down DMT. I personally think it's a bad idea to take anything where you see like demonic aliens and shit, but I apologize for that. I have no right to say that. So my bad from yesterday. So anyway, my father, I have this publishing deal and my father said, why won't you just say what they want for now? Get the deal. Cause I would be New York times bestseller. They all are. That's a, that, that's a, a racket. Like Jordan Peterson won't be named on New York times bestseller list. And he's the highest selling author in the entire world since January. It's bullshit. It's gay. Just like the intellectual dark web. And that's how I'm using it. Gay. It's a click. That doesn't mean a dude's dick in a dude's mouth. That's homosexual. It's just gay. And I'm a, I love the Weinstein brothers. I love Jordan Peterson. Ben Shapiro, I find very annoying yet hilarious and a great news source. Uh, Joe Rogan was one of my favorites. Now I believe he's just a talking human thumb or a turtle without a shell. Uh, Dave Rubin would agree with the devil if the devil was sitting cross-legged in, in his uh, studio, but he seems like a nice guy, but agreeable to, a, uh, the, to the point of nonsense. But I like, I, li- I like all these dudes, but it's just as a click, it's very gay. So when my, when my dad said, just say what they want for now and then... You can talk all you want about Lena Dunham. And I said, Dad, once you take a knee, you never stand back up. And we had a pretty rough fight about this. I said, I saw it in you. I said, Dad, you were the guy who said, if you can't argue the other side, you have no right to to that opinion. You taught me these skills that make me such a, a maverick, such a free man. I'm like, you gave me tools in my life, both intentional and unintentional, both caring and loving and borderline abusive, to thrive and to have this strength that I no longer see in you because you've been tenured too long. You, you're, a, you're a farm animal. You're domesticated. I have to sell my merch by being really good on stage. Your kids have to buy your fucking textbook that you wrote or that you get a cut from that's like 200 bucks. And if they don't, they fail. That's, that's going to make you soft. And it's going to make you weak and it's going to compromise your morality and your ethics. So when he said uh, you should have just taken a knee to um, for now to get that to get that credit to get that prestige, that's when I, a wave of relief passed over me, and I realized that I had made absolutely the right call to give them back their money, to not be on the New York Times bestseller list, and to one day self-publish with this dude 
who I I don't even write back to him 99% of the time. There's this editor out of Canada. He texts me or emails me almost daily, just like checking in about the book. We're going to do this. We're going to do this thing. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to edit it properly and let's do this. And I don't even respond half the time. And he's just like, your daily check-in, uh, because I've read some chapters on here and he is a, a book editor and he's also has that rebellious spirit where I think he's kind of fascinated by my story and he's going to keep pushing until we publish it. And I'm, I have insecurity with it now because I've been so attacked. I don't, the, the, the beauty of a good book is its honesty. And this is about the thing I cherish the most in the world, my family. And it's honest as fuck. And I've read I've read chapters on here, Winter Solstice, look it up, where I, you know, Amy was drugged and left on the street for dead while I was on the road and her, and her best friend was kidnapped and gang raped on, on camera. No one did anything because um, of political reasons because they weren't exactly uh, American. So that's a sum up of a big thing. But like I will discuss those moments in, in my life with her and becoming very close and our bond and the, and the beauty and the horror and, and me still seeking sexual attention from girls online, you know, um, not like Craigslist or, or any of that bullshit, but like attractive girls would write to me on Facebook or Twitter and stuff. And, and I would flirt back and, and be a bit of a pig. We broke up over that. Walter almost didn't exist because of that. Char- Charlie almost doesn't take breath because I, uh, was like a chick would send me a picture of their boobs and I'd be like hot. And then I'd leave my Facebook open because I am pathologically bad at secrets. And I also was just like, yeah, I'm a man. And she's like, then I'm out. And we broke up for a bit. We almost didn't make it. And I have had night, uh, like I've literally sh- shaken at night. Like imagine if, if I went down that path, imagine if I was just getting a blow job from, uh, a girl I didn't love because I'm good at the piano somewhere as Walter never was here. That to me is a nightmare. And so this book is a, is a blueprint as to how you make it and not make it in finance, not make it in money, make it in love, make it in family. The good fight, the only fight, the only fight that matters is family, is love, is, is children, is getting through the darkness, getting through that, that demonic whisper and you guys see me now. I'm pretty strong these days. I have been for a while. You know, I have strong morals. I have strong ethics. I have great habits. Not always. There was a time in my life when there would be a, literally a, a demon on my shoulder being like, you love fucking that girl. Look at her. Look at her. Look at her hips. She wants you bad. Her favorite band's Coldplay. You just, you just performed it in front of 5,000 people. She wants your dick and you can, and you can feel, you can feel the attraction. You know, you can sense when a, a woman is really attracted to you. And then the angel would be like, you're in love with a more beautiful woman. You're in love with a woman that the sex is better. The conversation's better. Your future's better. Don't do that. That will hurt. That will hurt her. And then the demon says, um, but this is, this is being a man. She doesn't understand what it's like to have a hundred million sperm pressed against your balls. She has one egg a month. You know, I did that bit about that where it's like we have 100 million sperm dying all the time. It's like the Holocaust in there. It's like, let us out of these balls. We're dying in here. And women have one egg a month that just sits there, acts a little bitchy, gets a door guy. He's like, I don't like your shoes. Get out of here. It's like a big, big house in the country. No, no neighbors, big yard. You know, this is the projects. Like, I'll sell crack. I'll shoot my own brother. I just want to get out of these balls. 
But then the angel won. Honestly. And I'm so fucking thankful. I'm so thankful and so happy and so centered that I can be a dick, that I can be petty, that I can fight. That when Theo Vaughn calls me uh, or agrees with that stupid bitch, Whitney Cummings, that um, I'm a white power guy, I can dedicate three full days to just mocking him and calling him uh, Uncle Jesse with Down syndrome, you know, because I'm so happy. That's the irony. When I used to be more unstable and more on the rocks and more um, guided by the whims of the masses, there's a big change in a human being when you can always tell a man that wants to please women versus a man that wants to please woman. And so much of my strength came when I genuinely and without any retaliation from Amy, without any outside force besides love, said, this is my woman for life. This is it. I forsake all others. Um, that's off the table. That's when my strength really kicked in. Because when I was... Uh, just guided by the whims of others, I would appear so much happier on social media. You know, I would just be like, I spent all day thinking about whether or not I was self-absorbed. <laughs> but in my mind, I'm like, oh, man, I can't wait to drink and maybe get approval from a woman or uh, hang out with a movie star. Blah, blah. It, I, was not, I was not happy. And so my stability and my happiness and my gratitude is the reason why now I can spend all night researching Charles Darwin and the history of American education and come on, on my live stream and just throw haymakers at elites because they can't take from me what really matters. My children, my wife, God, my country, my friends, my health. That, that's all that, that's, that's it. Like we just got a hospital bill for $16,000. Me and Amy laughed and we're not rich because we're like, we have a healthy baby. Like our son was born with real problems. And that's one thing I, another thing about Eric Weinstein that I, I really like. Our bond is over music and family. And that's our way through politics. That's our way out of the hell that our culture is currently in. Talk to people about being a dad. Talk to people about how to, uh, you know, how to teach your kid, how to get through 12 years old when you can't bribe them with little chocolates anymore, when it becomes a, uh, you know, when they're 16, they want a car and not a, a gummy bear or sticker. Like those are the conversations where you look at another human being and go, I love you, you know, and music when you just talk about like, you know, and I'm, I'm referencing Weinstein because he's very powerful. He's elite. He's uh, on the left and I love him. And I've talked a lot of shit about him. He said some shit about me that were hurtful, not publicly at all, but to me, I probably shouldn't have said so much publicly negatively about him because he didn't uh, publicly slander me. But what he said to me, I found very hurtful and very gay. And I really uh, looked up to him. I think part of it also is I'm also in, always in need of a strong male role models. Even at 38, I am a strong male role model. Young kids write me all the time like, I wish you were my dad. I watch you. It relaxes me like you're great. I want to be like you. You're living the dream. I, I need that too. My, my dad's checked out. My dad's checked out for a while. He took a knee. Um, he doesn't care. He never called about the birth of my son. He doesn't. I mean, it, I, I talk to Steven Crowder's dad as much as I can. My dad doesn't talk about God. I say, dad, do you believe in, in heaven? Do you believe in God? Like, are you worried? Cause he had cancer. Um, he'll just stare out the window and he won't even respond. And I'm like, dad, you know, I want to talk about God and I want to talk about fatherhood. And I want to, and he's just like, what's your mom cooking? And then he'll just leave. 
the room and he'll just go play solitaire. He'll go, and then I'll, I'll go watch him teach and he lights up. He, he just retired. He's going to teach like one or two classes, but he just feeds off the, off the students and their admiration for him. And, and I think that once I became more of an equal or more of a, somebody couldn't just regurgitate the same lesson to that he's been saying for 50 years, we just broke. And I'm always looking for male role models. Like Joe Rogan, that's one reason why I'm so angry about that and, so, and why I, I just, it took me so long to admit that I think Joe Rogan isn't a good dude. Like I think that he's a mean-spirited, like weak man. I think he's very weak because I, I, I wanted that male role model. I wanted someone that I, I could watch kick a heavy bag or talk about hunting or, you know, um, but it's not there. And that's why I like dudes like Weinstein. I really like, and, and Steven Crowder's dad is, is just a, uh, he's a, uh, he's a, uh, one of the, uh, wonders of the world. You know, anytime you text him, I text him like a, a video I shot or a question I have about like a biblical verse or something, or uh, a c- comedian, or he'll be like, man, um, that took courage. What you said, big bear, you know, he's like, man, it, it bothers me that people don't support bravery these days. It's like, what you said was true. My dad would say, have you thought about what you said? You will get backlash. And I'm like, you fucking coward. And I've wrestled with, with publicly talking about my dad's and mine issues because of the honor thy father. And I've, I've worked through that with a lot of your help. And honor thy father doesn't mean saying things that aren't true about your dad. It means living your, you know, there's so many ways to look at it, but it isn't about lying and saying that your dad is something he's not, because I'm not going to play public defense attorney for a guy they used to drive me around when I was nine telling me he was going to kill himself and that if I wasn't born, he would be, be more successful. Um, a guy who has a picture of him and Hillary Clinton on his desk and not of his family because he met Hillary Clinton one time. That's so pathetic, so leftist, so weak that like when I meet people and, and male role models that I can just talk to honestly, uh, it's almost like I become a little kid again. And uh, it's so valuable. And so, you know, God bless the Eric Weinsteins of the world. Write to him on Twitter because he's told me, he's like, yeah, sometimes the, the, he's like, your, your fans are the real deal, dude. He's like, they'll come at me on Twitter and they're like smart, you know? And I'm like, yeah, because they trust me and I, I was talking some shit about you. And so do me a favor, everyone out there, write to Eric Weinstein on Twitter because I misspoke with him. I, I, don't, I don't regret feeling that I don't regret saying the intellectual dark web is gay because it is gay. It's the definition of gay, but I shouldn't have revealed that he said I wasn't good for his brand. That was a private conversation. He didn't publicly slander me, but I thought that people could benefit from that knowledge of how the inner shit actually works and thinks and how, when people start thinking about hashtags, everything goes to shit. But if you could do me a favor, just, just tweet it, tweet at him and be like, the bears love you, bud. You're, you're, you're our favorite mathematician as far as, as far as gay, uh, gay mathematicians. I don't know. Just something funny. Cause, uh, he talked to me when, when Charlie, uh, was still in the ICU and, and when he was first coming home and I thought my kid was going to die like straight up. And like, my dad didn't even call me. He didn't call once. He still hasn't. It's like, so I, I become very grateful to anybody that um, is like there when you actually need, like just to talk a little bit about like being a dad when your kid is fucking on ventilators, like um, 
you know, it, it's it's like just 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 tweet Weinstein that he's a good dude. All right, let's keep talking about this bullshit. All right, so population control. Um, Adam Smith, I talked about that earlier, wrote uh, The Wealth of Nations. That, this is one reason why I'm um, almost an evangelical free market capitalist is because in my mind and from what I've seen, there's no other way to get the freedom for the underclass, for the lower class, for the poor, for where I come from. Uh, without free market uh, forces, because if not, you create uh, stratus, stratus, strati, almost like a Hindu caste. You know, you're not a Brahmin. What are you, a Kshatrian? Oh, I'm an untouchable. Yeah, well, guess what? I'm an untouchable that can play Bach by ear. So I'm going to become a Kshatrian or maybe a Brahmin. But in India, you can't uh, jump classes. Same in England. There's there's a reason that uh, British accents differ so much. It's because for like a thousand years. Um, or more like where you were born and where you died was like always within 20 miles of, of it. And your, and your family class was set. A lot of great stuff has come out of England, English common law. Um, you know, the Magna Carta, some, some real just moments in human history and, uh, advances in Western civilization have come out of England. So, you know, God bless England, Scotland and, and Wales. And, um, but they're, 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 they're just absolutely fixed. And so when you have someone be like, like the Queen's English is like, pass me a tissue. It's like, hello, I am a writer. No, I don't even know if that. No, like instead of tissue, it'd be like tissues. And then you have like Chris Martin, which is upper class. And by the way, I'm butchering these accents, but it's like, hello, my name is Chris Martin. I'm the lead singer of Coldplay. I get very sad sometimes. My name is Eeyore. Have you seen my tail? And then you got like the um, the underclass, which I can't even attempt. But that Oliver Twist shit where it's like, more? Do you want more, boy? That's how you revealed your social class. And America has the same shit. America, you know, my social class said, where do you go to college? Colin Hanks, who's a good dude? I'm not slap- knocking him for this. It's just he's born from an extremely elite family. Very cool, very funny. On House Bunny, we used to riff all day. He's a fucking great guy, really nice family guy. But uh, he'd say, where did you study? And, and just little things that I pick up because of my pattern recognition psychosis. Um, I realize that America has, has uh, social uh, classes based on speaking. That's why I, will, I refuse to stop saying things are gay. Uh, that was the issue I had originally with Eric Weinstein. He said, you can't say shit like faggot and gay and that nigger stole my butt. He wouldn't even say the word on a phone with, call with me. You know, he's the real deal. It's not like he's this dude who secretly wants to say all these words. He gets suspicious if someone uses niggardly too much. He's like, what are you trying to do with that? Uh, but I am from a social class that calls weakness faggot, where you go, if you don't want to run hard, you're a faggot. That, it, that guy's gay? Fine. God bless. But you are a faggot. No, that, that gay guy isn't a faggot because he runs hard. That's where I come from. That's my social class. And I get to speak that way. I will not abandon my language. I will not abandon my culture as I rose in society. And that caused a lot of problems because this is how America is separated. It's how you speak, how you carry yourself, uh, where you go to school. 
who you associate with at school, what what skill sets you get. Do you speak an iambic pentameter, septameter? You know, and that's why uh, someone like Obama, I really believe there's some deep state shit going on with that guy, like some CIA upbringing, because he can switch how he speaks based on who he's speaking to, to a degree that's almost like watching Jason Bourne run through rain. Like one minute, like his, his thing is it. It's perfect. You know, the folks, the folks, he, he, he's, his, his speaking is designed to appeal to the most amount of people. He couldn't design it any better. You know, he'll occasionally throw out like a playing some b-ball, playing some b-ball with my friends, you know, that, that up speak, it, it appeals to like idiot girls from like the Valley. They're like, everything is a question because they hate confrontation. I have shoes. Like when a, when a girl talks like that, it's because they are terrified of confrontation because women are so physically weak that evolutionarily, if they were confrontational, someone just beat them to death with a club. That was before the welfare state and the rule of law. But uh, so everything is a question. It's like, what's your favorite color, Tina? Blue? That's because they hate um, uh, confrontation. So to appeal to women, you speak like this and men find it fucking insane. But when you keep it short and quick, like I, I got I, I went and played some ball. It, it's that shortness is still okay with men because it's still concise. It seems a little militant. It seems like a little ordered. So it's not like he's like, I just played some ball. He's like, I, I looked at the economy and I, and I think that we're doing great. The folks, not the people, folks. Folks gets, uh, <clears throat> well, he thinks it gets middle America, but in reality, a lot of people are onto his bullshit. But it's designed for that. The way I speak, I, my, my town says wicked. Like, it's like, oh, I'm so, I'm fucking wicked hammered, man. Dude, my buddy was such a faggot last night. He wouldn't pick me up. I was fucking wicked hammered. I passed out of my fucking boots. That's how I speak. I'm not going to change. Because I'm not going to become a fucking lizard. Because that's insane. And as my life has been amazing. Uh, I rose about 50 social classes in like five years. And I, so I got to watch it. You know, they have that, that boiling frog shit where if you slowly boil the frogs, they don't know to jump out of the boiling water. They die. If you put a frog in boiling water, they jump out. But if you slowly boil it, they don't realize it. I was thrown into the boiling water of prestige and, uh, wealth. And, uh, you know, I'm hanging out. One day I'm I'm a bus boy at, at Koji's Hollywood and Highland, uh, Japanese restaurant. I get... Signed by CAA, I'm 23, by 24, my, my hero in the world, Adam Sandler, tells me I'm one of the funniest comics he's seen, and he puts me in a movie. So, I mean, I, I watched the Stratuses go by as if I'm in a helicopter rising out of the Grand Canyon. Just like, oh, there's the Cretaceous period, there's the Jurassic, Triassic, hey, there's the Bronze Age. And I'm so I got to see the bullshit, and I got to see that, like, Famous people get so annoying. Like there, there was there, there, they, there became a time when someone was like, "Oh, you want to go to dinner with my friend?" And I'd be like, "Who?" And in my mind, I'm like, "Please don't be a famous person. They're so annoying." And not them. It's like you have to. You can't. Um, like I used to live with that uh, with Christina Ricci uh, eight years ago. Me and her used to date in L.A. Uh, and it, she was cool. She's a funny chick, but it sucked. Like everywhere you go. People follow you and take your picture. They can't pick you up at the airport. Like, picture this. I'm, I'm coming off the road. 
Christina can't pick me up at the airport. If she's just standing at baggage claim, by the end, people are like, I jerked off watching Black Snake Moon. And, and she's like four foot 11. She's like, uh, uh, you know, taking an Ativan, trying to calm down. It's a fucking nightmare. So it's not that you're rising in happiness or you're rising in purpose. You just get to see the social classes. And so that's why Charles Darwin is not a, a bright guy. The theory of evolution is really just Anglican um, prayer. I believe in sexual selection and how, you know, a little bit more nostril with warm, moist air uh, makes you run faster. And, and my height, um, a lot of the Nordic height, six, seven and a half, uh, came to keep your vitals far from permafrost. That shit is a fact. It's like if you have a slight, a slight advantage for procreation and survival because you have a little bigger eyebrow in a very wet environment and a, and a drop of water doesn't enter your eye as you're about to take down a bison, you get more kids, that gene gets passed. Charles Darwin fucked his first cousin, had three of his kids die before 11, and the rest, uh, you know, weren't, weren't uh, winners. And uh, he's the product of incest as well. These are elite lizard people. So the, the whole uh, theory of evolution is, is non, a lot of it's nonsense because it's just about hyper categorizing everybody. Cause everything's fluid. You know, when you look at, um, when you look at turtles and lizards and beetles and all this stuff, there isn't the lines that people think, you know, like uh, a lion and a tiger can make a liger. It's like, they just fuck, you know, when you see like dogs, like people are like, what kind of dog is your dog? I'm like, it's big. Uh, cause he's a great Pyrenees and then something jumped a fence. We think it's a boxer. Like, look at me. I couldn't have been categorized in one of these racial things. That's another reason why I'm not into race categories. Don't get me wrong. I'm not pumped to see a ship full of Somalians enter my country. Cause the odds are their average IQ is 65, but that's a combination of, uh, there's, there's probably a genetic component and then, uh, nutrition of mother, uh, trauma, PTSD, hyper cortisol releases his children, you know, it, it's like pit bulls are some of the best dogs you can have unless they were fight dogs. Then you have to put them down immediately. Uh, you know, some of these idiot women will uh, adopt pit bulls. Like Whitney Cummings is all about adopting pit bulls and then she ignores them and abuses them, I think, allegedly. I don't want to spread rumors. But fight dogs, you got to just put them down. They're, they're, they're not. And I'm not, by the way, do not draw the correlation I just made between putting down fight dogs and Somalians. But. A lot of trauma as a kid is not, if you don't want a million of those guys coming into your borders, because it will absolutely create way more tribalism and racism than it will dispel. Like a black guy did steal my bike when I was nine. It was, I was Paperboy of the year. That's a representation of the bike. There was only three black guys in my town and they all were troubled kids sent up from New York City. It was, if I didn't have parents that we would have um, uh, exchange students stay with us and, and they were just salt of the earth and also very smart and very liberal, but in the way that you should be, not in the, they weren't a liberal, it, it was liberal. My dad became a liberal, but I discussed that earlier. But uh, I could easily have been racist, easily, because the only black people we were exposed to committed heinous crimes. Because the bad ones were sent up to the, to the, to the north, to the country. Because they can't get in any trouble up there with them white folk and all the cold and the shoveling the snow. It'll be good for old Jamarcus. Be like, well, Jamarcus, it, you know, he did just rape a girl in middle school. It's like, yeah, but we'll get that out of him. No, no. There's, there's groups of people where you just don't want them. And then you go to, you know, Harlem where it's just 
communities of just normal black people. And you're like, oh, these guys didn't get sent up to the farm. It's the same in uh, Baldwin Hills, LA. You go to Baldwin Hills. It's like it, it votes Republican. It's all black. Baldwin Hills is black Beverly Hills. You know, it's, it's $3 million homes. Everybody's black. It's 97% black. And uh, they're red. They vote Republican because people aren't dominated by their race like fucking Darwin and all these idiots think. Uh, but then you go into South, you know, not even South Central. South Central, a two-bedroom house is 600 grand. That's all nonsense. I just hit the East Side and the LBC uh, buying, buying a condo. Uh, 800 grand for me. It's, uh, it's really wealthy. But there's areas where you see like you see people and you're like these these people i don't i don't want them anywhere near my family i don't want them in my neighborhood and uh it's because of trauma and malnutrition and there's probably genetic com- component but people that think that just whites have superior iq to blacks are missing a lot of math because in general they do but that's because of scarcity of resources in areas so if you're taking a black population from an area with like 360 degrees of sunshine and there's just like literally low hanging fruit everywhere. And the person with the biggest spear has the most kids. You're going to breed some pretty low, low intelligence kids. But then you, you go to another part of Africa where there's monsoons and you have to, um, uh, hide nuts. And if you, if you like, you know, the arid season, there's, there's, there's parts of Africa and this is all true. Their, their IQ is 15 points higher. Where it's like if, um, you know, there's wet season, dry season. So if you eat up all your food and, and eat up all your meat, and then the six months where there's no water or meat, you died and you didn't have kids. So the people with a half of an IQ higher would have children, and theirs children would have children. So then um, resistance to urges, which is pretty much what intelligence is, uh, became a valuable trait. And so that's why black, I'm not saying this to be an SJW, I've been kicked out of every possible liberal circle. There's no one for me to appeal to anymore. I, I, this is, this is just me being honest and and me just reporting. That's why when someone just says black or white, it's like also what kind of white, like the French, uh, aren't as smart as the Scandinavians because the French would have these giant farms. And then four months a year, they would just sleep and drink. Um, the Scandinavians, if they didn't have like their ship like totally dialed in and you know, there's salted fish. Um, they died. So they became insanely, you know, smart, but then even amongst those populations, you can't judge individuals because the overlap is overwhelming. You know, when it comes to bell curves, the vast majority is overlap. It's kind of like who's taller Germans or French. There is going to be a group that's taller. I'm probably Germans on average are taller than French, so the logic fallacy would be to say, therefore, I'm German, so I'm taller than you because you're French. No. Uh, it's probably 51-49, you know, odds. Uh, and so that's where actual racism is where you say, like, these guys are actual racists. They're actual eugenicists. Uh, Spinoza, who are, let me list some of these guys and what they believed. Let me stay on point. So Wilhelm Wut, who started the whole PhD program out of Prussia, total racist, total eugenicist. They wanted to ab- like literally clip the balls of the blacks. And they did this. Francis Galton, uh, Malthus, uh, Calvin. I know some of you guys are Calvinists and you've uh, written me some stuff, so I won't get too heavy into Calvinism. 
But Calvinism kind of believe they're kind of determinists. They're kind of Sam Harris in that sense. Sam Harris is one of the most annoying people on the fucking planet. Oh, he's in the intellectual dark web. I think he's what makes it completely gay because uh, a determined universe is that's the quickest way just to create absolute depression in somebody. And it's not even true. It's to remove the soul. There's something somewhat satanic about Calvinism to me. Um, that being said, a lot of great Calvinists have written me that I'm wrong and make some points, but I, I'm still not convinced. I'm not saying the individuals are satanic, but there's something fucked up about Calvinism to me. Uh, again, don't take, I, I'm not saying your religion is satanic. There's some part of it. It's kind of like the upper echelons of Catholicism is satanic to me. Michael Knowles is not satanic. He's a, a great Christian, great thinker, but, um, I'm going to say the, the Pope and the pedophiles are, are pretty close to the devil. Uh, all right. So Tom wrote to me, here's what Owen was looking for in reference to Charles Darwin. So this is a quote from Darwin. The reckless, degraded, and often vicious members of society tend to increase at a quicker rate than the provident and generally virtuous members, or as Mr. Gregg puts the case, the careless, squalid, unaspiring Irishmen multiple like, multiply like rabbits. The careless, squalid, I've never seen the word squalid. I always I, I see squalor, squalid, the state of being in squalor. Is that what that means? Squalid. Looks like squid. The careless, squalid, unaspiring Irishmen multiply like rabbits. The funniest part is back then, there, it wasn't even about black people. It was about the Irish and the Slavs and the Italians. Like Joe Rogan would be seen as a, a, a hopeless monkey. It makes me laugh so hard because everyone's Irish now. And like when you see an Irish racist, you're like, you were a nigger like 50 years ago. All right. The care, squalid, unaspiring Irishman multiplies like rabbits. The frugal, foreseeing, self-respecting, ambitious Scott. Stern in his morality. Spiritual in his faith. Sagacious. No idea what that means. And disciplined in his intelligence. Passes his best years in struggle and in celibacy. Marries late and leaves few behind him. Well, I mean, Charles Darwin had 10 kids with his first cousin. Let's just continue though. And by the way, this isn't a good thing. This is almost like that globalism shit. I don't think that the, um, the Muslim hordes, I don't think it was planned. I think that these people really did see not having kids for the masses as virtuous and that, you know, the Irishmen were just procreating like rabbits. And then they realized they, they couldn't support the Ponzi schemes they started like social security. So they had to import as many desperate humans that they could fit on a ship as possible. And then, of course, they started gang raping and uh, general mutilation. All right. Given a land originally peopled by a thousand Saxons and a thousand Celts, and in a dozen generations, five-sixths of the population would be Celts. You see, you see, you see, guys? You see how it's just patterns? That's what's happening right now with <clears throat> Mexicans and <clears throat> Muslims. But five-sixths. But see, the difference is, though, now there's a welfare state. That's why it's way worse. But, you know, we're paying for their fucking Xboxes with our kids' food. No big deal. Keep printing money, uh, Jews in the Fed. All right. But five-sixths of the property, of the power, of the intellect, would belong to the one-sixth of Saxons that remained. In the external struggle for existence, it would be inferior and less favored race that had prevailed and prevailed by virtue, not of good qualities, but of its faults. Charles Robert Darwin, The Descent of Man. Um, listen, I agree with some of those things, but it's, it's, a, it's cultural. 
It, it's so much more cultural because that's the beauty of seeing a window into the past like this. Like Saxon, who even says Saxon anymore? You know, the Saxon invaders with the, the Anglo-Saxon. Oh, and by the way, some of the biggest invasions in the history of Europe um, pale in comparison to the daily immigration we currently face. We are getting bombarded by people that do not uh, fit in in our society. And it's ridiculous because even the Saxon invasions, even like the, the Normans and the, all these like tales of uh, conquering people, it'd be like 0.5% of a population shift over a decade. Now, I mean, Europe is 1.5 million Muslims out of like fucking Somalia. It's just, it's, and look at how these people reacted then when they're talking about like, oh, they're breeding like rabbits that have low intellect, blah, blah, blah. And the Irish don't have low intellect. I'm, I'm part Irish. According to 23andMe and all that shit, I'm really not though. Scandinavian. They were the invaders. They, uh, I think my people were the one that, ones that took all the rabbits food. Probably some rapes. I'm not going to say there isn't some rapes. But when you've characterized the world into 57 races and you see that the individuals are hopeless, Charles Darwin would view an Irishman as hopeless. They started um, creating school systems designed to keep people in their place. And one of the main reasons way to do that is through language through um, the need to uh, uh, be approved of uh, standardized tests. Standardized tests do not say anything about your future uh, success at all. There's no, it literally, you might as well just piss on the paper. Like when you're given an SAT, and I have a very high SAT, by the way, it is not in my uh, interest to be knocking it because I am in the top 1%, but it doesn't mean shit because there's no correlation between a high SAT score and success. That just means you're good at following orders. That, you can be a good, a high-level middle management guy. You know, you can be a good, useful idiot. But that doesn't indicate uh, genius. Neither does IQ. There, there's a down, there, there's a like, uh, IQ does for a bit, and then there's a crash. That's why a lot of Jews are insane, by the way, because their average IQ is 17. I know that some people have, uh, quote-unquote, debunked that. I, I'm not buying it. The, the Jews are crazy, crazy smart. Ashkenazi Jews are uh, average IQ, I, I think, is 17 points higher than the whites and 13 points higher than the, 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 the Chinamen. Um, by the way, before I finish this thought, do you kind of see why I intentionally say like Jap and Chinamen and shit like that? Our, our cultural foundations are based on eugenicists. Charles Darwin would never be criticized as a racist. He believed in cutting off the balls of black people and Irish to, to neuter them, to make them not capable of breeding. And yet I sing a song about a missing bike and I'm the bad guy. That's why I know it's about class it has nothing to do with virtues. None, zero. And everyone knows it. You know, uh, Louis C.K. talks about, he calls his daughters whores, jerks off in front of two unwilling participants, and then he gets thrown right back up on the comedy, at the comedy cellar. It's no one cares. Um, I mean, you guys do. I got a great crew, but in general, Charles Darwin was a monster. He was the product of incest. His, uh, his sister couldn't look at a mushroom without thinking about a penis. Uh, they would have to get rid of mushrooms because she would get so lightheaded. That either came from um, rape patterns from childhood or just insanity. When that much inbreeding happens, I bet the Darwin IQ, I don't even know. I'm not a scientist. 
when I talk about uh, bell curve shit and all that stuff, it's it's so obvious and layman, laymanly factual that I can talk about that. I can't talk about uh, regression to mean or uh, uh, how to like the factors that cause IQ or how you manipulate a genome or any of that shit or uh, CRISPR uh, gene manipulation. I don't know. I, I, I don't know anything about that. I'm not a scientist, but the bell curve differences are obvious. Your brain uses 25% of your total calories. You don't think like sexual evolution plays any part in it, but yet it'll affect the thickness of your eyebrows. And the reason I'm saying this is not because I want to feel dominant. There is no white supremacist that wants to be third, by the way, next to a Chinaman and a filthy Jew. It's because if you don't acknowledge that there are bell curves, the entire world will appear racist to black people and to um, white people. Like, like when I look at um, the elite members of Hollywood and of uh, banking sometimes, and they're all Jews, if you don't think they culturally have an advantage because of their literacy and their in-group preferences, and they have an average IQ 17 points higher than my group, um, I would hate, I would be like, what's up with the fucking Jews? They're stealing. But when you, it's, it's the same with like, um, Somalians, like when Somalians come to, to Sweden and they, and they don't start running banks uh, on average, you can be like, you know, their average IQ is 15 points lower. So either you think that white people are just keeping all the wealth from everyone else or the Jews are keeping all the wealth or the Chinese are somehow uh, tricking engineering firms into giving them spatial relation jobs. Uh, and that's why I'll talk about my IQ because having this discussion, you have to know where I'm coming from. And I've been criticized for that. The first person to talk about my fucking IQ on, on air was Crowder, by the way. He was like, don't you have a 147 IQ? Because he knew that because of a conversation with my mom, because my mom talked about it. The first time I ever referenced my IQ publicly, I was 37. So don't think I'm trying to like brag. It's just to have a conversation about IQ, I face madness. And that's not me being like trying to be mysterious and shit. I probably shouldn't just address all my critics as I speak because they'll just sit, talk to shit anyway. But I like to give a round perspective. But th there's a madness that happens. And you know the highest IQ in America, what the person does for a living? It's fascinating. Farmer. A farmer in Ohio has the highest registered IQ in America. I think it's like 180. Because sometimes when you get like to that super high level of IQ, you no longer really care about money or success again. And sometimes you face real madness. Like um, there, were, there was a case of this one guy with like a 180 IQ and he used to do origami with uh, money because he said uh, it had no value. He's like, it's fiat currency. He used to just $100 bills and he wasn't rich. He would just be making cranes. And they're like, yeah, but what you can buy for it? He's like, oh, that's all a fiction. Like long-term, there's no actual money. There's, there's no value in this. And they're like, but you can, and they're like, But that without value, buying something, you don't actually own that because it has all of no value. And that isn't comprehensible by a certain group of people without the IQ. Honestly, like some people be like, but you can still buy a car. And he's like, but you don't own the car if that which you bought it with has no value. And any temporary acquisition is meaningless because it doesn't lead to human happiness, purpose, or stability of family. And people are just like, you're a fucking retard. And he's like, nah. And so, dude, there's some people with like crazy IQs that are homeless drug addicts because they want to get the voices in their head to stop saying patterns. That's why this obsession with IQ isn't, it's kind of pointless. You don't want crazy low, but uh, there's nothing that really comes. You can, you, I was talking to the Bear Jew about it in New York, actually. 
And he was talking about, uh, he's like, yeah, I think he's from money. I think he, uh, he works really hard, but he's just like, it's just a different type of job, you know, just acquire, like just, just counting. It's not like you get in a bigger house and you're like always tingling. It just doesn't really happen. It's all about rights. And, and Darwin and Spinoza and all these guys remove the rights of people. They try to make, okay, this is the point I got to make and then I'll read super chats and then I got to get out of here. But th- you can tell I'm, I'm fascinated by this shit. They try to extend the childhood of the masses as, as far as possible. Th- this is the main thing I wanted to talk about. And, and read original books because to read a digest, if you think about the word digest, digestion, right? You're, you're just eating someone else's vomit. Like if someone chews their food for you and spits it in your mouth, you're a baby bird. You're a fucking child, right? So if you read the Cliff Notes or, you know, I never read Wealth. I've never read Wealth of Nations, to be honest with you. But uh, to criticize Wealth of Nations without reading it, like I have read Charles Murray books. That's why I quote him without any fear of, of, of promoting a racist because the dude's not a racist. The bell curve, he wasn't like gleefully talking about IQ and shit. It was almost like a side note. And so when you read the actual, it's kind of like all the people that talk shit about me that have never actually seen my standup or followed me on Twitter. They're like, oh, the racist or, oh, the, the bigot, the, the sexist. And you're like, why would you say that? They're like, oh, I saw a video that had a screenshot of his tweet. And it's like, well, do you know him? Because he's not at all. And they'd be like, really? But, but Twitter, but the Twitter timeline news said that the the Owen bad and the way they do this and this is why racism is actually stupid and it keeps you in your fucking cage and this is why I have a problem with people that are constantly talking about uh races and and Jews don't get me wrong some real tricky Jews out there and I will always say that because I don't want to sound like I'm not acknowledging that there's some real tricky Jews but when you put that, that, that's a form of uh, extended adolescence. That, that, that's, that's like what a, a, a stuffed pig would do. You know, it, it's like for most of America's good, great time, like our founding father's time, it's like uh, Thomas Jefferson was running a plantation when he was 12. Um, ben, ben Franklin could, I mean, by the time he was 11, he was, he was inventing, he was making candles he was, um, they would have, they would bring random people off the street to have dinner at their house. And the whole thing was they would try to, uh, be, uh, see if they could become, they could pass as experts in whatever field the other person was. Their dad was a maniac. And so little Ben Franklin became like just so independent and so, uh, intelligent and knowledgeable at such a young age. You know, there were, there were admirable admirals in the Navy at 13, 14, you know? And now you see a 24-year-old shoot up a bunch of people in Florida and everyone's like, ah, you know, kids these days. Kids? He's 24. And don't get me wrong, I had an extended extended adolescence. And I had a family that was like, no, you, you collect cans, you get a paper route until a black guy steals your bike, you get your own garden, you know, there's no new clothes. You make your own clothes. I was weaving my own cloth when I was like seven, eight, nine years old. But, um, you know, I still had that extended childhood, especially with uh, sexually. I'm going to raise my kid more sexually conservative than my parents raised me because they'd only been with each other and they didn't really teach me anything like that because the whole like 
sleeping with a lot of people and a lot of dating and a lot of promiscuity is very childlike and also very farm animal like. It's a it's a it's a way to get on Donkey Island, you know, Pleasure Island in Pinocchio. It's 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 a way to limit your freedom. There's nothing more freedom freeing than being married to a woman you love. Because so much of your energy and just resentment and fear and highs and lows and just plotting and scheming and planning is around one thing and that's dating and women. It's like just lock that up, one woman. And now you can really, really talk about fun shit. So John Taylor Ghetto had this great quote and I, I want to say it right now because I don't fully understand it, but it, it affected me. And uh, I want you guys to comment on this video and tell me what you think this quote means. It's by Marcus Aurelius because he did this. uh, He quoted this and he was saying, you know, you got to read your own books or else you don't know what these people say. He's like, I would read the words of Marcus Aurelius and um, that isn't taught in school because all schools are trying to do is keep you down. They're trying to keep you in mass. They're trying to keep you uh, rendered harmless to the elite, the elite class. And the elite class is not just a, a cabal of Jews, Quakers, uh, Skull and Bones, Anglicans, atheists. Th- there's a whole range. And uh, the Jews are the elite with media, though, and the media are up to some shit right now. I'm a quarter Jewish. Uh, I think genetically I'm 6%, though. 6% Ashkenazi. Maybe 9%. I can't remember, but it wasn't a full 2.5. I think it was 9%. Straight Hebe. Um, so I know not to trust that side of me. I wonder why it's lower than a quarter. Must've been some rapes or some infidelities. That's why the Jews needed to be the mom because before ancestry.com and before, or not before 23 and me and shit, they, they didn't know if you were a, a, a J. Uh, for some reason, they're just so racially exclusive that they have a lot of incest. Um, the fuck was I talking about? Oh yeah, extend childhood as long as possible. So that's that's the real takeaway here is Darwin and all these people, uh, Carnegie, uh, Rockefeller, they set up these trusts. They weren't they weren't trying to help the poor. They weren't trying to give someone a free library. They were trying to control information. They're trying to uh, control the population because the street sweeper's son really can compete with the Duke's son, and that's why the free market um, is so freeing. Like if you really are rooting for the underclass, which I'm sure a lot of us are either from or in or are close to people that are from that, uh, you, you want capitalism as, as pure as possible. Because if not, it only is going to benefit these, uh, these incest-produced retards, you know, like Charles Darwin. It's like these people never worked. Like the whole uh, uh, the beagle and his extravagant journeys and shit that was all paid for by his dad's pottery fucking empire they were one of the richest families in all of europe it's like that doesn't happen for dudes like me or you you know you don't get like uh, your dad on a whim gives you a ship and a year to just go classify turtles and your brother retired at 25 because he can't stop fucking your wife and your sister's obsessed with mushrooms looking like dicks like the guy was a mess and so he's been canonized just, just because he, he categorized people and, and, and put forth this notion that um, if you leave your category, that, that's the worst thing you can do. And that's how you control masses of people. Because in the true market economy, 
the the poor can rise if you have talent, if you have work ethic, if you have an idea that no one else has. Listen to this. Imagine if you're a third generation heir to a dwindling fortune. You know, as the old Arabic saying said, my my grandfather rode a camel, my father wrote a Buick, I drive a Lamborghini, my son will drive a Buick, and my grandson will drive a camel. You know, the sound, uh, Will Durant said the sound, uh, a society, Will Durant was married at 13, by the way, to a 13-year-old. Interesting. Not pedophilia, that's how it was back then. At 13, you're literally like smoking and you're on your second book. He said the sound of a population, or the sound of a Society is, is uh, silk, silk slippers going up the stairs, and, or no, wooden shoes going up the stairs and silk slippers coming down. You know, uh, soft men create hard times. Hard times create strong men. Strong men create soft men. Soft men create hard times. And so um, what these people do is they try to extend your adolescence and your ability to take care of yourself as long as humanly possible. And they do that through... Uh, movies and television and safe spaces and college and master's degrees and PhDs and just a never ending. I'm trying to dress more adult because even me, I'm 38 and sometimes I look at myself and I'm like, I'm wearing a hoodie and shorts and slippers and it's 1 p.m. and I'm in a Target. I'm like, am I eight? Like why are men, you know, you you look back at pictures in the 20s and 30s and just, just normal working class guys going to the store would have on a three-piece suit and a hat. You know, you, you dressed up when you went on a, um, a plane. It's like now we're regressing back to uh, being farm animals. You know, like the, I read this great book, The Dorito Effect, about um, changing the genetic uh, lineage of, of chickens to make them so fat they can't even walk. They're like if they were a, a human baby, they'd be like a 400-pound baby. And they did that uh, – to create way more food, which was necessary, but also it made it have almost no nutrition. And it's just like, we're doing that to our own kids. We're making them like um, spiritually, emotionally, and physically fat. And they can't stay lean and protect themselves. You know, I'm, I might, I'm going to start, my son's too young now, but at four or five, I'll put him in the ravine, gentle, not like violence or anything, but just put him in the ravine and, uh, and be like, make your way home. You know, you're, you're good. You know, follow the stream, find your way home, try and get up maybe a quarter mile away. Just find your way home. Richard Branson's mother did that to him. Richard Branson's mother at four dropped. I, I wouldn't do this in like London or a city. That's why the ravine, I think, is a good one. But just dropped him off miles from his home and he had to find his way back. And Richard Branson said that at four, conquering that allowed him to become what he is. That being said, I think that you have to have a serious personality problem to become that rich unless you're just a total savant like if you're worth 20 billion dollars and you never see your family because you're in a fucking hot air balloon because you have to conquer another task at 70 it's like you're fine dude just get get over it so that is my breakdown of um darwin it's been an hour 42 i'm going to read some of these uh super chats and they're very welcome thank you very much um, your kid will be nuts too, says Julio da Silva. Well, I don't even know what nuts means. You know, he'll be, he'll, he'll be him. He'll be disciplined, but he'll be, uh, he'll be him. I'm not going to make him something he's not, but I, I got to give him uh, discipline. Oh, the quote. Oh, the, thank you. Thank you, Tracy. Tracy Barnes, MVP of the day. Always remind me of this shit. I can go on tangents. It, it's the artist in me. You know, I'll just start doodling somewhere else. Marcus Aurelius. 
please comment on this. Uh, the exact quote, well, translated. Um, nothing you can buy is worth owning and no one you can order around is worth associating with. That's either talking about, you tell me what you think it means. I have a few theories. No soy, only joy. That's, that's funny. Um, I'll oh, just real quick. Someone just wrote, Hey, on the other day you ragged on Joe Rogan for being five, seven. And so that is irrelevant because I must tell you that I'm five, five and I actually kick so much ass. Um, I, I only make fun of people for what I think is going to annoy them. I don't give a shit that Joe Rogan's five, seven. doesn't matter. It doesn't mean he's less of a man. It's just, no matter how rich you get, you can't get taller and it drives normal sized men crazy. I don't want to be six, seven and a half. I want to be six, one. Six one is the perfect height for a man. I'm way too tall. We don't live as long. Everyone thinks I'm good at basketball, and I, I, I'm first pick, and then everyone gets angry at me. Uh, I, my, my legs don't fit on hospital beds. The free hat at the ball game doesn't fit my head. It takes me 15 beers to get drunk, and people think I'm an alcoholic, but in fact, I'm just fucking 260 pounds of machine. Joints suffer. Backs hurt. I can't fit in coach. It, it, it's not what people think it is, but when you see someone that's – that just ripped and he's got that that you know human growth hormone turtle face neck and and he's got his bicked head and all these sports cars and kung fu fighting swords and shit you're like you do not like being five seven so my training is a heckler and bear in mind this isn't because he was critical of me he he had, he, had, he attempted to humiliate me publicly and then behind my back slandered me and and um a lot of his friends started publicly calling me uh, slanderous things. That's the only reason I came at him. But, you know, I didn't really hesitate once it became obvious to me what, what he's really all about. Socialist little fuck, meathead fuck, little human thumb. He looks like a talking thumb. But um, those guys, you know, I, I remember you'd, you'd see these rich guys. I used to do this bit on stage where uh, some little rich guy would come into Come in wherever you're hanging out. It's like, oh, sorry, I'm late. I had to valet my Jaguar. My bad. And in your mind, you're like, you didn't have to give that detail. You know, but they always do. That. It's always the little guys. They're like, yeah, sorry, I'm late. I had to, uh, you know, I had to park my Porsche and uh, I had to find a valet. And I'm like, oh, will you excuse me? I have to go pee out of my giant dick. Like that, it's the exact equivalent. Imagine if every time I peed, I made sure everyone uh, knew I had a giant penis. That's what that is. It's the same exact thing. That, that, that's an identical thing. If someone's like, oh, I'm just going to go grab my Porsche. It's like, oh, I'm just going to go pee out of my huge dick. That, that you'll never have a dick like mine. And I don't have this monster dick. It's just for sure a little thicker and a little longer than anyone who's 5'7". And they know it. I know it. Everyone knows it. So it's like, oh, yeah, enjoy the car. I'm going to pee out of my thicker penis. And so as a heckler, I was trained to find human weakness. Not, it's not what I believe. It's what they believe. You know, you attack that which uh, someone has pride in, not that which is. You know, if someone is 400 pounds overweight, if you call them a fat fuck, a tugboat, you know, be, you, know you, you do that shit. They, they usually just laugh, keep walking. They don't, they don't feel as uh, committed to throw. And le- th- to get those guys, you talk about, you're like, you got diabetes type 1,000. Be like, man, you're about to lose a leg. Shit like that. You got to go big with it. 
the people that you really have to uh, that that would really get hammered by weight. If you call a fat person fat, they don't care. You call someone like me fat, hurts because I'm like 20 pounds overweight, and I used to have I was like super like chisel like long distance runner body like three years ago. Doesn't actually hurt because I'm so you know know thyself and all that shit. But um, yeah, if your if your self image is thinner than what you are, it hurts. Joe Rogan's self-image is taller than what he is. He's little. Like, he has a shiny, bicked head. So as a tall person, it's blinding. It's very disrespectful for him to keep greasing up his little head because everywhere he goes, any sun just... just and, and he doesn't know what it's like. Like, when I'm standing in front of Joe, I'm like... Because his, his head becomes like a light bulb. And uh, it's so disrespectful. To tall people. Because he doesn't know what it's like to be tall. It's like the way I am when I'm around him is like when he's around a child. Dead serious. I'm over a foot taller than him. So that means he's around someone who's four foot six. That's a third grader. Imagine a third grader with a big shiny head. And it's sunny outside. Now, are you trying to, to blind to blind someone? Yeah, of course you're trying to blind a giant. You know, that's what he's trying to do. It's this Dave and Goliath situation where he's trying to lighthouse me. Where I'm just like, I can't see because like off his shiny, stupid head. You know, if he had a scar on his head, it would look like the tip of a penis. <clears throat> All right. Kevin Hart's so small. Kevin Hart's the first set I ever did was opening for Kevin Hart. He's so small, he doesn't care. That's why he thinks it's funny. That's why if you're like, you get shot out of a cannon, Kev, he's like, he's like, He's like, nigga, don't you got a bridge to be under to ask fucking riddles and shit? I don't know if he'd call me nigga, but in my mind he did. Um, he doesn't care about being short. 5'7 is when you care. 5'5, five, five, don't care as much. 5'3, don't care as much. I know midgets that don't even care about being short. It's 5'7 because 5'8 is average. You're, you're, there's nothing worse than being a little under average. There's nothing worse than having a 95 IQ. Want to know who's happy as fuck? 70 IQ dudes that aren't from uh, tragic upbringings, that aren't from war-torn malnutrition places. My dad's brother had severe retardation. Happy, you know, his mom had uh, measles when he was, when she was pregnant with him, could, could never speak. That's why one reason why my dad became a, a communications professor is because he got, became obsessed with speaking to Michael. Happy. You know, you give those dudes a spoon, they're fucking like, a spoon! I'm dead serious. I'm not mocking... Uh, people with mental problems right now. Like if you're not abused, you can be very happy with a very low IQ. It's those with a 95 IQ. It's like Rogan. who's just, he's like, he understands like the concept of the civil war, but doesn't quite get that. It's not a sword, you know? So he's just struggling. You know, he knows that someone existed named Roosevelt, but he can't quite remember like what century and like what they did at all. And that's when people get really arrogant is when they're just smart enough to hang around smart people, but they don't know anything. All right. Let me read these super chats. I can't, we've had like 2,500 people this entire time. That's so, want to know why I'm, I'm, I'm bragging? Not because I'm so entertaining because it's so hopeful. Why? Because this is fucking, I'm talking about history. I'm talking about science. I'm talking about fascinating education shit. I mean, I would guess that this would get some of the lowest um watchers 
because it, it, it on the surface it appears boring, but in reality, people are ready to learn. Like I like I I love Hardcore History by Dan Carlin. I've listened to every single episode at least twice, and some of them are so like. You, you, like, who would think that you want to learn about the Assyrian Empire uh, and Nineveh? Who, like, that, that you would never think that you would be interested in that. Or, or like, uh, History Under the Influence, the Blitz episode is Blitz Edition's great. Uh, all right, let me read these. Owen, you've somehow inspired me to do great things. Since starting to listen to you, I've started school, lost weight, and improved in life. Thank you. Oh, well, I can't take credit for that. That's all you. I'm sure other people have listened to me. They dropped out of school, got fat, and fucking cut off their own dick. So um, thanks. I mean, I'll take it as a compliment, but it's really you, bud. So give yourself uh, a pat on the old, on the old uh, dick and balls today. Uh, about to buy my first house. I keep hearing about a recession is coming, but I've heard that for a while. Should I just buy it or keep waiting? Let's talk location. Let's talk. Are you in the normal chat? That was a while ago. That was almost two hours ago. So I don't know if you're still here, Double Dragon Bear. Don't buy an expensive condo in a city right now. I think there's going to be a dip in the next 10 months. But buying a, a starter home, a family home, like in a normal area with, that doesn't experience these insane... Oh, he's here? Oh, you're here? All right. Tell me the region. Tell me the price range. And don't feel weird about it. Like, just be... That's why I talk about um, money sometimes because I don't want... Because another way to keep people in... Uh, in the dirt is make it seem weird to talk about money because then no one oh tucson i don't know anything about tucson but tucson sounds good arizona is good good go for it arizona's not going anywhere uh don't buy shit in new york la seattle right now but yeah because you can write off your mortgage uh it, not over five hundred thousand, but who cares i doubt yours is over 500 right i'm guessing um, so buy it. You can still get the write off and, uh, home ownership is great. Just try and get a, uh, a good deal. You make money when you buy, not when you sell. It's a good way to look at it. Get the deal. Don't just get, and don't get it based on stupid shit. Like don't bring your wife and be like, Oh, I really like the cabinets. No square footage. Uh, the bones of the house, the location, the size of the property, walkability, shit like that. Don't think about fucking what kind of sink it is that kind of shit is all emotional it, all it does is draw you in you know like I, if i was a real estate agent the best thing the thing i would always do is put a grand piano in every house the grand piano tells a story grand piano looks classy grand piano would make a woman or a man be like there's something about this place that's classy it's just a fucking piano it's a piece of wood all right uh check piping good call lizzie fizzy uh, stop playing the head of the straw. Just blow it. Uh, that's that doesn't get you kicked out, but that's fucking really creepy what you just said to me. But that, I know that that was all in good fun. All right, let me just keep reading. Uh, the Talmud says sex with a three-year-old is okay. Says some random dude. Uh, well, that's horrifying. I've never read the Talmud. Uh, I, I I I can't believe that that's true. I think someone just wrote that to be a dick. Captain Spire, you're clearly Jewish. You have a star of David on there. In that case, uh, toy piano, because so many... There's no way that that says that in the Talmud, right? Three-year-olds? Three-year-olds? Three-year-olds, dude? Uh, Delev, no, it fucking doesn't. Thank you, Delev. Thank you, thank you, Delev. Because uh, I try to be open-minded, but uh, I, that there's just no way. There's no fucking chance 
that it says there's you can no religion, not even Islam says you can fuck a three year old. Um, all right. Payday for me, which means payday for the big bear. Oh, I just threw a five threw a fiver in the bear's uh, honeypot. Thank you. Uh, check out the song by the animals. It's my life. One of the lyrics is it's my mind and I'll think what I want. Oh, I know that song. It's my mind and I'll think what I want. My husband thinks it should be sung in the voice of Jordan Peterson. That's hilarious. I think Peterson's legit. After Peterson's last, um, Rogan, I can't stop thinking he's a little insane, but in a lovable way, much love to, to JP. But when he said that he only eats meat and it cured nine illnesses and then he didn't sleep for 25 days because it, he drank a little bit of apple juice and he had eight hours of terror every night. Like, listen, man, I'm a fan. I even started only drinking meat for a while. But I was like, are you fucking like legit insane? Um, I, think, I think he's crazy. I think he's a good hearted, crazy person. And I think he set a lot of people free. But when he said he rewrites every line in his books 30 times, I'm like, what? Uh, it was the 25 days of sleeplessness. Because if I go like four days without sleeping, I start hallucinating. He went 25 days without sleeping at all. The world record's 11. It's all good. I'm not talking shit about Peterson. That dude deserves an incredible amount of respect. But I... I was texting with my boy, Brandon, who does my merch. Unbearablestore.com, by the way, if you want to get some. Oh, dude, check out this T-shirt. Socialism always ends in starvation and genocide. We also have uh, reluctant warlord shirts and uh, the new tour shorts I'll be selling on tour. Uh, the new ones, uh, that's going to be Persona, Persona Non Grata, designed by the great uh, Kiwi Bear. And we'll also have some stuff designed by um, Artling Hartling, who's coming up tomorrow to shoot some sketches. We're going to shoot uh, anti-Semitic Sherlock Holmes. It's like... Watson, I have a clue. It's the Jews again. Um, what else? So hugepianist.com, Austin, San Antonio, Dallas. Uh, I, gotta, I, I have to picture it, the state in my head. San Antonio, Dallas, Austin, Houston, Atlanta, West Palm. And I'll be doing more Crowder shows that week as well in September. So get tickets now. I just... Uh, I put up a link on my Patreon for my Patreons to get a free ticket since they're my Patreons. That's the least I can do. But if you're a Patreon and you want one of those, do it quick because I'm not just going to leave that up because we are close to selling out in a few cities. Um, so get that now if you're a Patreon. Patreon.com slash WDTL if you want a little more you know, fun little sweets and trinkets and whatnot. All right. Your videos are hilarious and informative. Oh, hit the like button. There's 2,154 people right now after two hours. We better have more than 10% likes. If 90% out there is just enjoying themselves and not hitting the like button, let's get it to 80%. Let's get it to 70. Let's get it. Let's have 100% of the people who view this hit the like button. I think we can do that. I think we can do that. Unless you're a pedophile, unless you're attracted to three-year-olds, there's no reason why you wouldn't hit the like button and the share button right now and subscribe to my channel and hit the alert button. Unless you think 9-11 was great. Like if you think 9-11 was awesome, then just don't hit the like button or subscribe or share. That's fine. But, you know, if you think women are put on this planet to be raped, I get why you wouldn't hit the like button or share it. I get that. I mean, I wouldn't either if I was you. But go ahead and hit that like button. Share it. Subscribe. Get tickets right now to the tour. Unless, you know, unless you think cutting off your dick is a great call to do this afternoon with a knife. All right. Those are the things I thought of that were the worst things I could possibly think of. Is thinking 9-11 was awesome. 
being a pedophile, being a rapist, or chopping off your own dick. That that's a real uh insight into uh into my thinking. Like those are the things in my mind that first came into my head. It's like protect women, protect children, protect your country, protect your own dick. That's so funny. That's so uh intriguing to me. Cause I don't understand how I think sometimes. So sometimes I need a window into it. Cause I haven't I haven't slept in twenty five days, eh? All you just meet. And that's why I don't have gingivitis, because I, I refuse to eat my vegetables. I'm like, dude, you sound insane. But I also sound insane a lot. I get it. Hit the like button unless you're gay. Even if you're gay, do it. Uh, hit the like button if you're gay, but you don't have AIDS. The only way I'll know you don't have AIDS is if you hit the like button and share it. All right. Your, uh, your videos are hilarious, informative, in equal measure. I've greatly appreciated your work. Thank you. Thank you, Warren. Warren's a great name. That almost made it. Warren. We're almost going to name our kid Warren. Um, we liked Winston, too. Win. Big win. But uh, the main character of 1984 is Winston. Kind of ruined it. Hey, Big Bear, you've done a lot to help me uh, learn to think for myself and stand for what I believe in. Here's some honey. Can I be verified as accounting bear? Yes. Welcome, accounting bear. And by the way, bears, don't ever feel obligated to give me honey. View it as a tip. I'm a piano player in a bar. If you like the song, if you like the idea, throw me a tip. If not, not expected of you. But what is hitting the like button, subscribe, share it, unless you, you know, unless you want to chop off your own dick and balls. Have you seen or read about the Georgia Guidestones? Creepy. Whoever created that want us regular folk to die. I say, come at me, bro. Oh, dude. Some of my elite, quote unquote, friends, former friends, um, they're trying to get to New Zealand. They want to fucking, they, they, I'm telling you, they have, they have nothing but contempt for us. That's why New Zealand is becoming so liberal and psychotic is uh, that's the place where the billionaires are going to go when they fucking uh, torch when they torch and they're going to try and torch or they're just so full of self-hatred and incest that they just can't comprehend normal life. That's probably more likely. They can't put together a plan. Charles Darwin could barely float a boat and then he proceeded to be like, you know what? My first cousin, 10 kids. Let's have them all become eugenic retards. Great Pink Floyd stream. Smash the like and share. Yeah, check out the Pink Floyd one. I'm proud of that one Yes, uh, two days ago. Hey, Owen, discovered you recently. Keep up the good fight. Integrity and honesty are increasingly rare traits nowadays. Much love to you. Hope you and the family are doing well. Uh, little piece of hope. I get an insight into the world because there's over 2,000 people watching and your comments and your messages are so awesome and I've toured for so long. It's not really decreasing. It's... uh. It is in media, it is in colleges, it is in school. They're trying to make us think that the world is ending, that every kid is a school shooting fucking psychopath with no morality and they're all cutting their dicks off. That is happening, but not what you think. There's so many good kids out there, so many good kids. Trust me, I get, I get wonderful emails from these people. Thoughtful, conscious, they have a conscience. They want families, they... they they're just, they're not, it's not as bad as you think. Just trust me on that. Uh, trust me, I, 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 could, I could sell more of whatever I'm selling, which is currently just tickets and like buttons right now, if I, if I instilled false fear, which I will never do to you. If I, if I say something scary, it is, or at least I perceive it. But that's one thing that isn't as bad as you think. The kids are not fucked. In fact, the internet is setting people free to see the, the, the strings controlling society and the backlash right now is, is suffocating and it sucks, but it will, it, we will prevail. 
Um, Thomas Sowell's Migration and Cultures is amazing. Thomas, every, Tom, Thomas Sowell is amazing. Basic economics. I mean, I didn't understand economics until I was introduced to Sowell. I didn't understand how welfare incentivizes poverty. It, it, I had no idea. The, left keep, the, elites, the elites keep it away from us. Play say it ain't so by Weezer. Oh, I'm landing the plane, buddy. I'm sorry, but thanks for the tip. Uh, I'm over two hours, and it takes out several hours for the full thing to upload when I go over two. And I, I think it also just gets a little indulgent, even if I feel like I'm killing it at the time. Um, I don't like to go too far over two, but I want to honor my super chats. Brilliant work, Owen. Jolly good show. Try skipping the double notes so you can play twice as fast. I'm getting a novation so I can try to make my own music. Oh, sweet. Yeah, I was working on uh, Vivaldi's winner for my man. Big Bear, please come to the Northeast. You will kill it in Wykes Bear, Pennsylvania. Keep hammering. Oh, sweet. I love Pennsylvania. That's where George came from, from uh, Isa Bear. Hashtag Freedom Justice Truth. Hashtag Hillary for Prison 2020. Well, the, the beauty of the, the whole Trump thing is uh, if they come at Trump too unreasonably, Trump's going to put Hitler in, uh, Hitler, Hillary in jail. Because there's way more shit on Hillary than Trump. Trump didn't pay a girl he had sex with eight years ago, and they paid her, and no one really, it's from the wrong PayPal or some shit. Hillary Clinton is a, is a traitor. So it's like, if they, if they want to do that, it's almost like uh, uh, when... Russia and America, it was uh, mutually assured destruction. That's why I don't think they're really going to come at, at Trump. That, but we do have to vote. Everybody vote in the midterms. And I'm not going to tell you who to vote for, but I'll tell you who not to vote for. And let's just say uh, socialists are who you do not want to vote for. Christopher, this is the new college. Your dad should be proud. Thank you, Christopher. That literally means a lot to me. Because uh, he would be proud. He would. You're right. Just a bit of honey for the tip jar since I feel bad for being a pirate lately. There, there's no obligation for that, Valerie. I promise you, and I'm not just saying that. If you have tip, you know, big bear, honey, salmon, give it, feed, feed the bear. Feed that bear. I'm not sponsored. Not sponsored. I'm sponsored by the people. Sponsored by you people. Sponsored by your generosity, what you consider valuable. But I will not, but don't feel that way. And if you want to be a, um, a monthly supporter hugepianist.com slash subscribe or patreon.com slash WDTL. That way I can budget stuff. For example, Artling Hartling coming down this weekend and I can buy a uh, anti-Semitic Sherlock Holmes pipe. <laughs> Pinder, Twitter's new terms of service. Well, love all real pedophiles, not all comedians who don't joke about them. Oh, I know. I, I'm kicked off Twitter again. Love and support from South Korea. Truth and courage is missing in my country. And you are an inspiration from... Taekwon Bear. Thanks, Taekwon Bear. Hemp CBD oil got me off a daily fentanyl patch. Oh, thank God. Fentanyl can be a, a nightmare. Guck was on fentanyl. That was, that was brutal. I still need serious meds, but now, um, but not one that can accidentally kill me. I wish you could do a show on hemp. Oh, hemp is... is I want to grow hemp, but I don't want to... Uh, I want everything about it except for smoking weed. That's the irony. I think hemp is a, a miraculous plant. Um, very interesting. You know, that, that history goes back to uh, the guy that, that Citizen Kane is based around. You know, Citizen Kane with Rosebud and all that is based around uh, William Randolph Hearst, who owned a lot of tree forests and was pushing tree pulp and so did this whole campaign against hemp. Um, and it wasn't about... He, 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 did, he highlighted all the marijuana aspects of it, but not the medicinal aspects. He, he talked about, you know, how uh, blacks would smoke it and just rape white women. 
We really just want to make money from the tree pulp. And I truly believe they want books to disintegrate. I'm not joking. Because hemp paper doesn't disintegrate. The Constitution's written on hemp. Don't you think they would have wanted the Constitution written on wood pulp? They don't want us to know those freedoms. The deep state history started with uh, Baal worship and moved through the pharaohs, Romans, Khazars, Vatican, Templars, Kabbalah, Swiss, Masons, Jesuits, and the Illuminati. Shit runs deep. Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, it's right. It's wicked obvious once you see it. The conspiracies are obvious. They're not even like they are conspiracies, but they're not theories. They're conspiracy laws. The two most ornate and emphasized graves in Westminster Abbey, Anglican, are Darwin and Newton, whose work enabled the birth of mass atheism. Not knocking Newton, though. Yeah, Newton was a dick, though, but he believed, at least he believed in God and he wasn't an incest victim. But he was a total dick, and he was wrong about most things he said. I mean, he didn't understand the nature of gravity. He still believed in the ether of the universe. He didn't understand that, um, you know, that, 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 that's the thing about uh, science. Science is awesome, and it, it saved my child, and is the reason I can broadcast to you right now, but it's not a means, it's not an ends. It's a means to um, efficiency, but there's no end. Newton was wrong about almost everything he said, and he was a dick. Like, he was a huge dickhead. All right, what if pedophiles are pedophiles because their first sexual experience was with when they were underage and they took into it into their adult life? Well, that's a problem. Yeah, well, that, that happens sometimes. I think most... My theory is it's the, ine- the inevitability of evil on a hedonic treadmill, but there's something called imprinting, and that's a thing. Uh, I don't know that much about it because, fortunately, I never had to deal with that. But, um, yeah, that, that sucks. It, it doesn't mean you have to become a pedophile, though, and it doesn't even mean you have to become attracted to children. It's uh, a lot of people that were molested or – I was molested adjacent – I was around a lot of people being molested and, and dudes would like chase us around the woods, like whacking off and shit like that. But I was never like raped. Uh, but serious, you know, shit now that would get me a fucking special on 60 minutes. But back then it was just like, yeah, there's a dude whacking off in the forest. I mean, that's the forest. But anyway, um, I don't know. I can't really comment on that, but I, I don't think that even if you have an imprinting situation from childhood, it would actually lead to the attraction to children if, I don't know. I, I got I to research that more. I'm sure a lot of you guys know more about that. But that that's a fucking nightmare. New Twitter, at Owen Benjamin's Gay Dog. Love you, man. Oh, is that a new at? Sweet. Give me the login. I'll start tweeting. We broke 2,100 watching day. I saw it up to 25, but I don't know. I think so. How is the tour schedule going? Have any up and coming comedians reached out to you? Have you looked up Alfonso Rachel? I, I've been, I haven't had time. I'm sorry, but we will have surprise guests at every show. I'm trying to fly down Dave Smith, um, but you know we don't have a big budget on the fucking tour. But the tour is going to be fun. It's just going to be great, and you guys get to hang with each other. The, the beauty of the Bears is it's I'm I'm a good focal point, but the show isn't isn't me. A lot of times it's the beers after. It's the salmon. It's the honey. Have you ever thought about composing a satirical Broadway musical on the hypocrisy of Hollywood? It's just called Weinstein. That'd be funny. Cowboy, I'm a creationist, but if the Darwins want to cut the dims, I might warm to that evolution thing. Uh, I don't know what cut the dims means. By the way, I'm now banned on Twitter. I finally made it. I, uh, 
I believe in evolution and sexual selection and all that stuff. I just, I'm not quite buying, I don't know. I'm, I'm a little creationist. I'm just going to be honest. I think something, something's going on that, that uh, I don't know. I have to think about that. I think something's going, I think that uh, the story they tell is that I'm not selling, I'm not buying, I'm not buying right now. I'm just, I'm just not buying it. <laughs> I think, I think it's both on some level. I think there was a, dude, I legit believe in God. And I, I know that that, that affects normal conversation now, but I think there was some sort of thing that happened. I just, um, I just don't know how to articulate it and I can't prove it, but that's what the point of faith is. I think a lot of, uh, atheism is caused by being forced to play by the atheist book and, and not just faith. Like the faith doesn't have to be proven in a Petri dish. That's like, if you're really good at basketball and, and someone's like, I'm going to beat you at basketball, but we have to play tennis. It's like, no, that's not faith. You're trying to make me, uh, prove God in a Petri dish because that isn't possible. So I'm just going to move on real quick because I have to land the plane. Let's test your Spanish skills. Que piensas de la agenda LGBT ahora tratando de normalizar la pedophilia. That means uh, the LGBT has an agenda to normalize um, pedophilia. I'm not dead. Thank you. Saying I've heard from lefties is 1984 was supposed to be a fiction, not a playbook. Saying I've heard from lefties is whenever the right makes change, I'd argue that the plot from Atlas Shrugged is a better foil for reality thoughts. I'm going to be honest. I've never read Atlas Shrugged. Um, I should, though. I, I really should. Margaret Sanger was the founder of the Planned Parenthood and advised the Nazis. She was also a fellow Western New Yorker. So proud. Wonder if she thought minority babies were gay. Hilarious. Well, they're all in the same. I mean, Darwin was more extreme than Sanger, like way more extreme. Sanger was at least trying to blend in. Darwin was like, the preferred race must survive and we must, the rabbits must be bred out. And everyone's like, that can replace God. Without uh, constitutionally protected demographics, white become the new Jews. Way, we're way taller, we're stronger, there's more of us and we have more guns. And we don't just go, try the soup. Is there a spoon for the soup? <laughs> I get what you're saying, though. You have a valid point. How much does it cost to publish a book? I have no idea. Working on it. I, I have no idea. <laughs> I'm an American university majoring in law and religious studies. Every moral or ethics class touts PM or moral relativism on moral relativism. That's horrifying. That's gonna, kids will get through. Just be good parents. Don't succumb to that hopelessness that comes from the institutions trying to corrupt our youth. There's no such thing as moral relativism. It, we're, there isn't self-determinism. There are factors that influence our behavior, of course, but there is free will. There is a soul. Do not let them take this from us. Dylan, hey, Big Bear, I'm a meat science major, and I've heard you talk about organic meat before, just letting you know it's all BS and a scam. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. When I say organic, I know it's a scam. All organic means is uh, uh, carbon-based. I get the scam. All right, let me finish this. Also, vegetable oil is 100% soy. Don't use that shit. I don't. Dude, I prefer lard. I mean, I use coconut oil, though. Uh, I like uh, saturated oils. I don't use... Um, and when I say organic, I mean... Uh, like what I, what I just mean is basically like I know the, the farmer. Like grass-fed, grass, grass fed, you know, not, not eating like fucking ground-up bits of shit and hormones. 
But organics, organics is a scam. It just means uh, that's why I'm trying to grow my own food. Uh, it just means carbon based, dude. These fucking real estate agents are killing me all day long. Let me sell your place, please. A teacher told us about how we shouldn't use Jude for ripped off, so I said we should use Jip. She said that was acceptable. No one got the irony. Well, you're dealing with with idiots and people that have also submitted. Smart people that have submitted their will to uh, satanic forces and also actually stupid people. Gypt, of course, comes from gypsies. The Roma have had a much harder time than the Jews. They just didn't own uh, printing presses to tell everybody about it. All right. Happy Friday, man. You and your fan plus the bears. Thank you. Uh, hey, Big Bear, love your stuff and all. I think Shapiro's a good dude and all. I don't know. Yeah, yeah, that's why I make sure that I do good Shapiro, bad Shapiro. Because when, I, when I've been critical of Shapiro, a lot of people will jump on it hard to the point where I'm like, I got to do good Shapiro, bad Shapiro. Because my criticisms of him will open up floodgates of people being like, I'm telling you, he's a fucking liar. And I'm like, he's got flaws, man. He's... he's He's too quick to war. He's, uh, he doesn't give us any way to fight back, and I'm pretty sure he's uh, angling for some political power. But other than that, he's wicked funny, great news source. And uh, I don't know, his anxiety makes me laugh. He's also 5'7". Just think that the McGinnis Doctrine is important here. Let's stop fighting and try to work together. Nah, no. That's one of the worst things you can do, actually. Forced compassion, false compassion means everyone loses. It's like saying, you drive on the right side of the street, I drive on the left side of the street. Let's just meet in the middle and drive in the, in the middle of the street. No, one has to win. And leftism is a fundamentally opposing thing to American freedoms and patriotism and everything. Our, our Constitution can't function under the propositions of the left. There is no middle ground. And to say, to say uh, you can find a middle ground is you're already giving up everything for nothing. It's almost like uh, there's this ancient story. I don't know if it's a myth or whatever, but uh, there's a baby and a king. I don't know. Uh, it, the broad strokes are only, the only thing that matter. And there's these two women fighting over the baby. And, uh, and the king says, well, I'll cut the baby in half so you can each have half. And then one of the women said, then, then I don't want the baby. I'd rather have the baby live than to cut it in half. And she was the one who was awarded the baby because the other was willing to cut it in half. And that is, is like our society right now. You can't meet in the middle. That's like literally severing a human body to share custody. You, you kill the whole thing. You can't have objectivism and subjectivism living side by side. It, it's impossible. I'm, I'm not saying end liberalism or the pushback of, of the left. It's leftism. It's that there's no free will centralized control of economy, um, you know, the welfare state, incentivizing single motherhood, uh, making everything about race. It, it's horrifying. It's really racist, really eugenic because we're now seeing it. Everything, you know, that one um, uh, governor said monkeying around, he was called racist. We all see the nonsense now coming out. That's how they view it. This all comes from like Darwin. Everyone's in their place. White people can't say monkeying around. Not if you're a conservative. Only blacks can because they're monkeys. You see how horrifying it is? That's where it comes from. It's elitism. And, and you'll see, like, you know, uh, respect the dead and everything, but even John McCain is a Republican, but he fits way more in with that category than he does the conservatism and, and the libertarianism that I um, am espousing. Uh, all right. 
I'm going to finish these up. New Patreon, new patron here. Thank you for your content, dude. Thank you, Brett. Legend. Hey, Owen, check out Mr. Mitoker. He goes on anyone's live stream, no matter how many subs they have. I think you two would have an awesome power hour. Well, he sounds like a bit of a whore. I'm in. I don't know what populist means. They say Trump is a pop, McCain is a populist. Trump's a populist. I, I like Trump. Uh, I like Molyneux most of the time, but his stuff from a few years ago reeks of atheist pretentiousness. Yeah, but he was being honest. This is the thing. He got his way. Like, it, it's so funny watching Molyneux because when people say, is there any atheists you respect and, and I should listen to, I always say Stefan Molyneux. You've never heard me trash Molyneux. I've listened to everything he's ever done. I've done his show four times. He's my friend. Um, very controversial. But you'll never see me slam him. Why? Because I can tell by the tone of his voice and by his logical consistency that he isn't lying. Of course I disagree. I, he's an atheist. I'm a Christian. But like, he's not lying and he pretty much got to the place of Jesus without Jesus. Uh, universally preferred behavior is the doctrine of Jesus. It's the New Testament, but it's without any um, religious justifications. It's all through his... Uh, journey to truth. And I've never been an atheist, but I was a fierce agnostic for a while because of the lies and the manipulation of institutions using, um, using, you know, I would, I would mock them, call it sky daddy and shit. I'm like, Oh, sky daddy say I'm wrong. And you're right. Pedophile. Oh, if you listen to some of the shit I said 10 years ago, you'd be like, Oh, big bear. And I'm like, Oh dude, I'm not, these people are fucking liars. But that isn't God. That that's that's a that's a specific church can become absolutely corrupted, and so you saw um, you saw uh, who go through this whole journey, and and I love when people tell me that I've taken people on journeys. You know, like how I feel about certain words or people, or because that's where the real value is. That's where the real um, meat of a society is: is the journey. Not don't be a receptacle. Be a partner with me. Be a partner with a dude like Maloney. Like, go through a journey together. And to watch him think that the atheists were the open-minded ones. And the atheists were the ones that were the closest to freedom. Because they were going to throw down the shackles of the church. And then they just picked up bigger shackles of the state. And he watched people that he thought he respected slowly become satanic and evil. And then he had this crazy epiphany where he was like, "Uh Uh-oh, you know, uh, what have we done? Like, what is atheism really? Atheism is um, when you when you remove your belief in God, it isn't just filled with nothing. It's filled with anything. That's the problem. And then you're so susceptible to any bullshit-ism where it's like progressivism, feminism. Don't mansplain me. This is the new sacrificial lamb. It's just like, ugh. Oh, Manu's great. Watch the, just right now, watch the truth about Nelson Mandela to blow your fucking mind, man. He's got to do Darwin. I can't believe he hasn't done Darwin. I was just listening to uh, his uh, truth about Aristotle. Aristotle's fascinating. God, he was good. I didn't. I don't like Plato. I like Aristotle. I thought Plato had some wicked, wicked problems with his thoughts. Uh, I think Aristotle is unbelievable. He pretty much invented logic. That's uh, that's dece. All right. What did I miss one? Hey, Big Bear, when you were talking about the Prussian PhD, it reminded me of the video where Michael Knowles makes the case that Germany is the worst country ever. Have you seen it? No, but I, I can see that case. Dude, go to Cologne and just look, just look at the cages they would burn people in. Oh, here's a really good, um, 
Yeah, look at the death counts of world. Like they 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 started World War One. I. I mean, I don't like what the Treaty of Versailles did. It was horrifying. It just made it so it was just an intermission to World War Two. But I think what Germany did in World War One was worse than two. And that sounds insane because we've been so inundated by the Holocaust, which is obviously bad. But World War One wasn't even payback. It wasn't even for to get their army back. It wasn't even to get like land stolen from them. It was just to be a dick. And they just went through Belgium for no reason. Just started throwing haymakers at France. It was like, why did you do that? Um, yeah. Oh, a great hardcore history read. Uh, Prophets of Doom. Oh, so good. It's about uh, about the Reformation. You know, it starts with Martin Luther. It talks all about the uh, the printing press. It talks about um, uh, it's not it's not Baptists, obviously. It's uh, it sounds Anabaptists in Germany, and this one revolt that happened in this little town. Fascinating. It, it, it's just. You can't believe it. It was the first, the internet, the original internet was the printing press. And so it was the freeing of all the individuals. The peasant revolts, when they found out Jesus was poor, when they could read the Bible, when Martin Luther translated the Bible with the help of some fucking J's, some hooks, some hebes. So without them, without the Jews, you don't get uh, the translated Bible <laughs> from Latin to English and German. So, more, you know. More respect to the Jays on that one. But uh, the peasant revolt, like hundreds of thousands of peasants would, would die in wars because they were like, it was like the internet right now with like info wars and shit. They're like, wait a minute. You're telling me Hillary Clinton is a fucking criminal? And it's just, ah. we ever be on Joe Rogan again? No chance. I mean, if he asked me, I would, but he never, he never these people are cowards. I feel almost like uh, Walter in uh, Big Lebowski where it's like, these people are nihilists. They believe in not, or it's, these people are cowards, Downey. Bunch of fucking cowards. <laughs> Hillary Clinton is a criminal. Yeah, and Jesus was poor. Jesus said it's easier to uh, fit a camel through the eye of a needle than a rich man of the kingdom of heaven. Granted, I think that's a little negative on the rich, and there's a translation situation. But, you know, Jesus saying, you know, look under a rock, I'm there. Like, basically, the church is me. It's you. It's your heart. It's all of us. That was very threatening to the uh, established order and the printing press because books were pieces of knowledge that you'd have to pay $50,000 for a book because some fucking asshole would have to copy it with a feather. And then you got Gutenberg crushing the printing press, just, you know, and so you could get now get pamphlets and books and shit. And it was like the freeing aspect of that. You can't fathom it. You just can't fathom it. It was like the Internet times a thousand. I'm sorry to hear that about your father. Honoring your father does not mean you shouldn't use this uh, discernment with the situation. You honor him by living example of the truth. Thank you. And my dad has a lot of good. He's mostly good, but he also has some real weakness. And uh, I can't ever discuss him without the full picture, really. And I'm not giving the full, full picture. A lot of uh, just embarrassing, stupid things that I would never want to embarrass him with. I hate real estate agents right now. But... Uh, that's exactly what it is. It's, it's, it's uh, you honor your father by living the truth. And I, I, have, I have memories of, of my father were great. And he gave me tools to survive in this world. And, and, he, and he protected and, and um, paid for our family. So great man, but also weak in a lot of ways. 
And I'm not being a, a goth kid. In fact, I, I take absolutely no joy in saying that. I just, I couldn't keep going just being like, everything's always great. It's like, all bears send Weinstein a tweet, not a cult. Just, 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 you know, just give him love. That's all I mean. Yeah. <laughs> not a cult. No, it's, it's about, that's good. That's a good vibe. Just be like, you know, good. But to my enemies, you know, destroy them. Thank you. Not a cult. All right. You know when else someone said I was bad for their brand? A high school fling that thought I wasn't cool enough. These people are little high school girls. Yeah. The intellectual dark web is gay. Davey. Hey, thanks for the support. Rogan vid coming soon. Oh, dude. This dude, Davey's been cutting up videos about all this shit and they, they're getting monster views. It's getting more views than my fucking videos. So good work, bud. But they're getting some controversy, man. People are coming at me in your videos because you'll take me out of context, but in a, in a fun way. I, I approve, obviously. Uh, but people are like, this guy's crazy. He's a hater. He's a fucking crazy loser. Go kill yourself, loser. Like tons of these comments. And I commented on one of your videos. I was like, man, Rogan fans have went downhill. Because Rogan fans used to be these like really thoughtful, thinking Dudes trying to be healthy, trying to do good for their life. Rogan would pull people out of nihilism. The comments would be cool and funny. Now the comments, it's like you're reading just leftist shit. That's one reason I know Rogan's show is garbage. is because his fans are like, uh, you, you should eat your own face. Kill yourself. And you're like, man, I remember when his flock was, was fucking, he was, he was giving people goodness. And now it's just lies just go like this. They just spread. Had a now former friend advocate for rape on Facebook because someone didn't want to sleep with her because she's trans. Isn't rape forcing someone to sleep with you that doesn't want to? I spoke up. Of course, this world is insane. Yeah. No, they're they're just nuts. And they're not stupid. They're just nihilist, postmodernist. They just want power stuff. They don't believe in God. Don't believe in good and evil. They don't believe in free will. They're determinist Sam Harris queers. <laughs> All right, Owen, can you give me some hope? To us short young guys, your comment on Joe really killed my mood. Well, first off, don't do all caps, even if you throw me a tip, because it's a very short guy move. Second, I don't judge short guys. Uh, it's really funny to me to be a heightist. I judge, uh, I, I poke at insecurity when someone comes at me, and I know his height bothers him. I just, I can tell. I buy a shiny head that blinds me. Dude, John Lennon's Imagine, but in mine key, so it sounds... Oh, I dude, it's been two and a half hours, but I'm going to read this. I, I'm, I'm not going to... I try. You know I try my best to read every super chat. Name one other fucker that does that with these numbers. All right, nothing left worth fighting for, no religion too. Mega. Ima- All right, let me just... Imagine there's no countries. It isn't hard to do. Nothing left worth fighting for And no religion Well, I was going to do a joke about Jews, but I couldn't quite figure out how I wanted to do it. Um, how long before they ban IQ tests for perpetuating stereotypes? Already did. My last one in public school was sixth grade. They no longer do it because they were racist, quote-unquote. Dude, saying the N-word is so stupid. If I yelled, you suck N-word, would it really lose its bite? I think intent is more important. Of course. Thank you, brother. Read uh, or, or listen to my apology video. Just type Owen Benjamin, uh, apologize. Uh, my apology, please stop attacking my family. It's obviously a joke. But I'm like, that N-word stole my bike. That filthy N-word stole... It, it just proves that there isn't... It's all what you believe. It's not... That's how you control people with speech. 
Don't say this, say this. Okay, I'm a dog. Can you take me off my leash now? I'm a wild dog. Don't ever take me off my leash or I'll, I'll bite your fucking throat if you're coming at me. 1641 to 1652, 500,000 Irish were slaughtered by the English, 300,000 more sold to slavery in the West, a population of 1.5 million down to 600,000 in a decade equals uh, 100 million Americans today. Yeah, no, they're a society. That's why this whole um, black people have generational PTSD. Give me a fucking break. The Irish were, uh, 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 exactly, the population of 1.5 million they were either being intentionally starved, raped, or sold into slavery for a thousand years by, by ancestral madmen like Charles Darwin and then justified it with his little Anglican prayer book. You know the percent's better if you were more Jew. I know. Hey, Owen, is it okay to put soy sauce on my Chinese food? I mean, unless if you wanted your, own, your penis to stay, then no. Come on. Big Bear, amazing show today. We want to build a comedy circuit for Bear Community. Tulsa... Oklahoma Joplin area. Let's do it. I'm in your email. Thank you. Yeah. Uh, email unbearable comedy at Gmail. I would love to. Let's uh, have a bear night in Oklahoma. You know, I'd love to. I'm, 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 I'm maxed out at, at work. Like I like that, that Vivaldi song I worked on yesterday for like four hours. And then I also have parenting duty. I've gardening. I researched Darwin. I do. I, I send out merch. I am a husband to my wife. I'm running errands. I'm, um, Finishing my book, you know, editing, organizing, like my brain is gone because this is like high intensity shit. I talked for two and a half hours straight with like my, my brain just like, give me some of that GNC powder. Well, I haven't had any of the GNC powder today, but I did mix them up. I'm, I'm, I'm trying to wean myself off it. I, I need a little though. I'm going to grab a little GNC powder. I actually have coffee. This works. Did I not? I didn't bring up any GNC powder. Did I spill it? That's so weird. I don't see the powder. Well, it's in a, it's in a bottle. I'm just going to drink the coffee. All right. Um, thank you, Boot Heel Bear. Hey, Owen. Benjamin. Give me my full name here. Hugepianist.com, by the way, from last. Oh, by the way, guys, I'm going to put Feed the Bear for free on YouTube. Uh, it's been almost a full year, and thanks everyone who bought it. I want to spread it. I, I, I've always told everyone that I'll always do that. I, I'll always keep things exclusive to people who buy it for obvious reasons. Because I know people would buy it anyway to support me, but I also just don't want to be a dick. Um, but I will sometime this week or next put it on YouTube. Because uh, I do do a lot of commentary, and I also want to make sure that stand-up keeps getting put up. But you can also buy How Dare Me or uh, Reluctant Warlord at HugePianist.com or tickets to my new uh, tour, which I will be working out some jokes early and then taping a new special called Persona, Persona Non Grata. Hey, Owen, the other day you ragged on Rogan for being 5'7", and so that is irrelevant because I must tell you I'm 5'... Oh, I already read that one. Is grueling adverse... Adversity, the only real path to greatness. I feel like sometimes it's the only true motivator or crucible for greatness. No, I think sometimes um, grueling can make can give you calluses where you don't want calluses and put you in uh, loops. I think challenging challenges. I think um, you don't need to be abused. I've thought about it, dude. Trust me, I've thought about this because so many of my talents and ambition came from straight cold abuse, and. Uh, 
And I'm like, am I going to raise an indoor cat? Because I'm not going to abuse my son. No, that's not the deal. You don't need abuse. It's, it's a, it's a, you can abuse people in a lot of ways. One of the worst forms of abuse is ignoring someone, replacing your, your paternal uh, guidance with a, a TV, stuff, money, corn syrup, a fucking nanny that doesn't give a shit about you and, and just silence. That's that, that create, that atrophies your soul. So when you see a lot of weak people that have never been through anything and you're like, Oh, so maybe you need to be abused to get, to have ambition. No, they're weak because no one loved them and no one challenged them. And it has nothing to do with that. So sometimes you get, you almost feel like you've been through shit or you have a uh, friction with your parents or you've, because they cared. And I'm not justifying abuse by saying, oh, it's because I love you that I hate you. That's not what I'm saying. But if you have actual contact with human beings your whole life, some shit's going to go south. Zero contact with humans is how you create blobs. All right. Hey, Owen, I'm uh, a reindeer herder in northern Norway, currently getting fucked by the government. Man, I already love you. Thank you for keeping me going through some tough times. Your honesty is inspiring. Bro, do you know Santa Claus? You're inspiring. You're a reindeer herder? Fuck. Just bought tickets to San Antonio show. Yeah, you did, Eternal Maid 777. Big Bear, a joke. What is the difference between a troop of circus midgets and a woman's track team? Uh, the midgets are faster. The midgets are a bunch of cunning runts. Cunning runts. Ah, that's funny. And then you flip it. You let, the, you let the listener do it for themselves. Classy. Dancing around. Kind of like a clit. You don't go right at it. You dance around like a bad dad circling the block on Christmas. Not coming in. Not saying happy Merry Christmas. Coming to your Texas shows. Let me know if you need an Asian to watch your back. I do, Tommy Lee Bear. Asians are some of the toughest people pound for pound on the planet are Filipinos. More like Philippi, yes. When a grown man is intercourse with a little girl, it is nothing. But when the girl is less than this, it is as if one puts the finger into the eye. Dude, that's the most disturbing thing I've ever read out loud. Jesus. Oh, God. Who the fuck is this guy? All right. Well, I'm zero. We're just moving on. Tariq, ever read The True Believer by Eric Hoffer? I have not. How much can you bench? My peak in life? Well, we used to get tested on how many times you could do 225. And I think my most was 27. Right now, not a lot. I was doing push-ups yesterday. It's it's kind of annoying because I'm not... Uh, I'm not like juiced up like fucking Rogan's big stupid neck. He's a human thumb. Uh, Milo has dangerous publishing for writers like you. I'd rather be my own guy. I'm so I'm really enjoying uh, my independence. Hey BB, have you ever read Stephen Molyneux's Against the Gods? He's the only atheist I ever heard make a rational case against a higher being. I have not, but he, that sounds a lot like Molyneux. He's an atheist who doesn't hate God. That's the best way for me to put it. And he's used logic and reason to find his way literally towards the teachings of Christ without believing in Christ. It's fascinating to witness. Is Dwayne The Rock Johnson a good guy? Yes, I shot a sketch with him. He's awesome. Like literally just charming. You feel protected. Nice. It's just great. Great dude. But I haven't seen him in eight years. Please watch Greatest Story Ever Told for non-propaganda story of Hitler's life, World War II. It's, oh, that's the same guy that just said that crazy fucking thing to me. No, you're out, bud. You're, you're not talking about fingering a, 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 a child and then you think you're going to fucking tell me about history. Jesus. And I'm not saying you're, you're whatever, but you, that you just don't say those things. It's fucking gross. 
The baby stories out of the Bible, 1 Kings 3.16.23. All right, well, I, all right. Someone do that research. Let me know if that's true. If so, that's truly horrifying. All right. Are, are those baby, are those blue tubes in your ear? I have no idea what that means. Oh, my headphones? I don't know. They're from Artling Hartling. Is adversity, oh, I read that one. I'm almost done, by the way. And then we'll all say goodbye. JBP says he behaves as if God exists. I think he's an atheist. I don't know. I think he believes in God because of how he he sees the world. I think he created a bridge between atheism and Christianity to bring back a lot of people to Christianity. But he, I don't know. That's a weird thing to say. Behave as if God exists. Yeah. I felt that way in the past. I know what that feels like. I don't know. I, 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 I'm not going to speak on for other people. I, it's a bad habit I can do sometimes. And I think a lot of us will speak for other people's intentions. I just think the fact he claims he was awake for 25 straight days is fucking insane. But other than that, I, um, I'm a, I'm a fan. Read wild at heart by John Eldridge. Thanks big bear. I will still trying to, I'm still working on the Bible again. All right. Thank you for what you do. It is nice to hear a reasonable voice. Keep it up. Much love from SFPD, San Fran Police Department. Sweet. Pick up them needles, bro. A lot of human shit on the roads these days. I feel for cops. Man, I was with a cop last night. And uh, California's made it so there's like no bail. You know, there's 1.5 million people wanted on bench warrants in California. That state is just dying in a vat of leftist shit. I never get a notification for your streams. YouTube, Gulag, can go to hell. Love your content. Thank you. Well, please hit the like button and share it and spread it. Thank you very much. Because I don't have a Twitter, but we're two hours and 40 minutes in, and we still have 1,635 people watching, which is fucking awesome. So maybe your friends and family will enjoy such content. Girlfriend and I are going to Dallas. Let us take you for dinner and a beer when you get here. She's forced to fall asleep to your voice nightly while I listen. I'll take you up on the beer. I can't guarantee um, dinner because I'll be doing other work around dinner time that you will see, but I will absolutely have a beer with both you guys. That's the thing about you guys is uh, for like the first 10 minutes, you'll be kind of like blown away by hanging with the bear. This is just straight up truth. You'll be like, oh man, I listen to all your stuff. It's so great. By hour two, you're like, man, this is just like hanging with a buddy. This is fun. By hour five, they're like, Hey man, like if you need to go to bed, you know? And I'm like, no, no, this like, where am I going to go? It's, it's three in the morning. Let's, Let's just keep talking about fucking philosophy. It's like, all right, all right. It's hilarious. Like, I, I will, <laughs> I'll just keep hanging. And at first, you see the turn in people's eyes when they're like, all right, Big Bear, well, it's been a fun nine hours. Uh, we're we're going to head out now. We're in the very beginning. They're like, can I smell you? And then by the end, they're like, yeah, if you need me, you know, like hit me up or whatever. <laughs> all right. Uh, no to the story of the two mothers is out of the Bible. No, the story of the two mothers is out of the Bible. Uh, oh, it is. It's out of the Bible. Nice. What, what part is that? Because it was told to me by my mother. I didn't read it in the Bible. Owen hating on the Talmud. Dude, what are you talking about? Oh, is that the line from the Talmud? I don't know what that means. It could be a cautionary tale, bro. Um, that doesn't sound like an endorsement. It just sounds like someone who sounds insane, right? I don't fucking know. This that, That's a double-edged sword with being live and talking to you guys live is I can't have any research with that. It was like yesterday when I got uh, caught not knowing Vivaldi's uh, The Winter. I couldn't figure that out by ear. I can't understand Solomon, the Jew king right now. 
But that doesn't sound like an advocacy for three-year-old rape. It just sounds fucking gross. Uh, no way in hell Owen did 225, 27 times. Dude, it was 185. I did 185, 27 times. Now that I, now that I just I saw it printed, you're, you're right. I, know, I didn't do 225, 27. I did 185, 27 times. Yeah. Sorry. I think there was a time I may have been able to do 225, 27 times, though. That's just double plates. Bro, I'm, I'm fucking huge. I weigh 260 pounds. Look at this. This is out of shape. Ready? You know, most I ever benched was like 350. I can't squat for shit, though. Like, horrible. But my chest has always been very strong. Just like your mom's jaw when she blows strangers. The guy who just challenged me and was right. Turns out he was right. All right, hit the like button. Uh, hugepianist.com for my last three specials. Feed the Bear, I'm going to put up on YouTube, though, because I don't know how long I will last here. I mean, I, I'm, I'm kicked off Facebook still for another 30 days. Twitter permanently. They even found Owen's nice wife. Right at we hit 7,000 followers, I got kicked off. You can follow Owen Comedy, though. Deliver on that. Unbearablestore.com if you want to buy some shit. Off Brandon. Great dude. Texting with him last night. Uh, but I don't know how long I'll be on YouTube. I have no idea. I got some Jews backing me though that'll that'll do the lawyer work that'll go in and actually talk to the other Jews so that they don't they don't annihilate me. That happened last time I got I got kicked off Twitter or uh, YouTube. I couldn't even upload videos. But I got some Jews. Uh, you always got to get your team, team of Jews. But you know, even YouTube can YouTube can take down Jews. I mean, they're run by Jews. So I want to uh, get my special up here before I'm gone. So yeah, hit the like button. I know I say that a lot, but just fucking do it, you know? Sometimes it'll be like 10, 10%. I'll hit the like button. There's very few thumbs downs. And the ones that are, are advocate, they're advocating child rape, which I, you know, it's a very disturbing p- group of people. But uh, just fucking hit the like button. It helps the show. It spreads the show. I have no ability to market. They've kicked me off everything. And it's not for any big deal. They're like, well, you should play by the rules. What rules? There's no rules. You could say white people should be exterminated. I call Theo Vaughn a faggot and I get kicked off. It's like that. there's no rule there. there there's no way of following rules. That's, that's accepting your subjugation, which I will not do. I will never su- accept subjugation. So... When people are like, well, Joe Rogan knows how to stay on. He's just playing ball, Big Bear. It's like, no, he's allowing to be subjugated because rules for thee and not for me. It was originally designed by Charles Eugenics, cousin fucking Darwin. My children are not very robust. You think? Maybe you shouldn't fuck your cousin. Come to Levity Live in Oxnard, bro. I'm not allowed in comedy clubs, unlike Burt Kreischer, Theo Vaughn, and Joe Rogan because they're on their knees sucking the devil's dick. And I'm allowed in some clubs, very independent clubs, but I, I, I'm not allowed in uh, levity or improv or any of that shit anymore. That's why I do my own. Um, ironically, they, they back me into a corner, so now I just do theaters. Ooh, my bad. All right, so uh, spread this shit. Recommend this to your friends. Be like, yo, you'll like the bear. Check it out. That's how we have to survive because marketing is always going to be against us. Go on the Twitter feed. Be like, what's our news today? Donald Trump is Hitler. Next up. Ilya Zelia is wearing what's hot. What's up next? This, 
this couple is Islamophobic. And then you find out they were both beheaded or some shit. Like we're being lied to all the time. So the way out of it is community. So just write, text a friend, email a friend, write to a friend. Hey, you know, I'm Benjamin. You like this shit. Watch it. You'll enjoy it. That's the only way to spread the shit. Other than that, there is no, we don't, we don't trend. Like Steven Crowder will get a half a million views in three hours and does not make the trending list. And then you look on the trending list, it's pedo normalization or just nonsense propaganda. And if you actually want to fight it, as much as I love the super chats, as much as I need it to keep the lights on, the most important currency you can offer me is spreading it because it's a culture war and we're at a massive disadvantage, massive, you know, and this is a straight up culture war. And so I appreciate any time. CNN with 634 views. Yeah. No, this, this video will get 20,000 views. It'll get 80,000 downloads on audio. Uh, God, you know, much love, much gratitude. Let's, let's do more. This is, this is informative. It will allow people to not feel hopeless. You know, the kids aren't fucked. Get a family. You know, the belief in God is not pathetic. And atheism with a good uh, ethical approach and an honest approach isn't evil. So like, if you look at them, that, you know, I, sometimes I fall in a, um, in a, in a category where I start hating atheists, not hating, but I, I just make broad generalizations where I'm like, yeah, you know, I, I would suck the devil's dick, but that's not, you know, it's all about being a good person. And I believe Christianity is the truth. But if you simply follow that idea, then we can have a thriving society. You know, believe whatever you want, but just know that there's free will, uh, free speech, right to defend ourselves. Um, there's good and evil, you know, all that shit. Children are to be protected, not fucked. So, oh, I'm, I'm trending on live trending. Sweet. That means they just haven't found me. I swear to God, it means that I, I'm under the radar briefly. They'll find me. They'll get rid of me. I'm, I'm on the radar for high level Twitter executives where if they find me on Twitter at all, they take me out. It's almost like assassinations. Atheists are insufferable. I know. I, I, I tend to believe that as well. But uh, the thing about America, and it's very important, is we have to allow the speech of people we disagree with or else we lose our own speech. We have to allow the religions we disagree with or we, we lose our own religions. We just have to uh, keep them to the same standard of law as us. The problem I see with Islam is they're not holding Muslims to the same standard as Christians, where a Muslim can literally murder a kid and they'll just let them go and be like, tolerance. It's like, no, that isn't happening. You know, I, I'm cool with Islam existing in America, but you have to follow American cultural rules, rule of law, uh, secure borders. These are all things that allow us to not become tribal. All right, much love. This has been a blast. This has been one of my, my more favorite episodes, I think, because I talked about something I find very interesting. <laughs> and... Uh, you know, much love to you guys. Couldn't do it without you. I'm eternally grateful, and I will see you guys. Uh, maybe I'll do a stream this weekend. Maybe not. This is a very long one. This might be able to hold people over. Uh, but definitely Monday, and uh, definitely on tour. Uh, I am very happy to be doing this with you guys. We really climbed out of uh, a pretty rough spot before. And, you know, this is the security that allows me to laugh with my wife uh, at hospital bills that are also somewhat crippling. So be good. Share it. Like button. Hugepianist.com. 
I know I repeat myself a lot, but I learned that from the commies. They just keep saying there's nothing wrong with the trannies. Uh, They chop their own dicks off. 